Yeah. Yeah. Chaz vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look. I don't even know where to start. I took the rawest form of expression and turned it to art. My verses weapons like Tony, that's Montana Stark. And I don't care about these haters, they just playing their part. Cameras rolling, I ain't trying to mess with the order. They say a sorta, kinda decent with it, I was like sorta. See, they dumb their compliments down cause they don't feel important. I just feel bad, they really try to have the distortion. Look, you don't really gotta say nothing. Cause I already know, disabled, handicapped, I was still running. I hate you, gotta force them just to feel something. Acting like they down with you like... You you listening to a brand new episode of Threes from the Ring podcast, episode 60, final episode of the year, so something glad we can be all appreciative of. I got Trail on here, I got my boy Tyler on here. What's happening everybody? And this is episode 60, and we actually have players that wore the number 60, uh, Fun fact, there's a dude who was on the Boston Celtics, Jonathan Gibson, who wore 60 last season. I don't know who the hell he was. And then nobody wore the number 60 since Walt Kirk and Dick Ware in 1949. Yeah. So trash. Big trash. (laughs) Like, utter, legit trash. Like, that's wild. I'm curious, what's Walt Kirk? Walt Kirk, for his career, averaged 7.7 points a game. Ew. And Dick Ware averaged 1.3 points a game. Yeah, not even worth talking about. Yeah, dude, 1949, you was legit trash, dude. That's wild. But well, it be that way. The sometimes. majority of them were garbage, but like you can't even be high upper echelon garbage. Exactly, G. You wore that big ass number for nothing. But let's go ahead and uh get into this episode. This is gonna be a our recap of the decade episode. Before before we get to all the fun stuff that might lead to some arguments later, who knows? Let's recap uh the past week in wrestling and basketball pretty much. Um so, NBA-wise, there was actually a trade that happened this week. First trade of the regular season that involved the Utah Jazz and the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Jordan Clarkson got sent to Utah, which is very unfortunate. But he went from being in L.A. to Cleveland, now to Utah. Utah. That's really uh, unfortunate. And really I don't bad. see how this benefits the Jazz in it, way. It bolstered their bench. That's Gee, all I Jordan Clarkson plays exactly the same as Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. But when Donovan Mitchell sit down, you got another person who just ball hogs. Like they have name their bench, bro. Other than what's his face? Don't Joe Ingles come off their bench now? Other than what's it? That's what's his face. Uh. Uh. <laughs> they did have Jeff Green, but they cut him. They cut him. There was no need for him anyway. Uh, Ooh, like, don't they have uh, Emmanuel Moutier? You gonna play Emmanuel Moutier? They've been. I'm sure he's been playing because uh, Mike Conley freaking leg keeps exploding. If that's the case, you still need somebody. I guess it. It just don't. They it, it bolster their bench. To me, it's like one of those moves the Jazz make just because they like make like to do trade. 
No, I don't think it's gonna move the needle, but I think it helps more than it hurts. They, they yeah. need something. You need firepower. You can't rely on Donovan Mitchell shooting thirty percent the whole entire season in order for y'all to go somewhere. I'm pretty sure they want to make it out the second round. So, but they definitely not making out the second round because you make it to the second round, you're either going to see the Lakers or the Clippers. They ain't gonna happen. And getting clapped. <laughs> <laughs> it don't work out either way. They ain't no getting out the second round. Either go see the like you, if it's against the Clippers, you literally not getting out. They're literally going to lock you up and throw away the key. That's unfortunate. And then playoff LeBron is a thing. <laughs> Scary thing. So, yes. It'll be that way, but it happened. And the unfortunate thing is Jeff, the Jeff the, I would say it's probably a good thing. Jeff Green got free from being in Utah. So I could yeah. see him going somewhere. I don't know where, but Jeff Green's a uh, contender. I don't know. You thought they can. What's that nigga? What who the Clippers are using right now? Uh, that comes in, who starts? But there's no reason for that man to start. He only starts uh, against the Lakers, from what I've seen. G, if not, they're starting Mo Harkless. <laughs> oh yeah, Mo Harkless. Uh, yeah. Jeff Green yeah. is better than Mo Harkless. Mo Harkless been like really good for him. Though. I don't even know like they technically the same player, but Jeff Green can do everything Mo Harkless do with a little bit of more athleticism. Has Jeff Green actually played for the Clippers before? I thought I remember him. I feel like he he played for him. Probably. I think he probably did. I wouldn't be shocked if he was insert small forward one year uh, that every year that they thought they'd be a contender with Chris Paul and Blake. So. And DeAndre Jordan. And DeAndre Jordan, of course. And uh, and, uh, J.J. Reddick. The person I think the Lakers should grab, but they ain't got no money, J.J. Reddick. Yeah. And Jamal Crawford coming off the bench. Yeah. And that nigga who career was over with because James Harden crossed him up. Who, who's that guy? Dude that looked like uh, the kid from Big Mama's house. Uh, <laughs> Stanley, whatever his name is. Oh, oh uh, West John- Wesley yeah, Johnson. I mean Wesley. Wesley Johnson. Yeah, Wesley Johnson. <laughs> uh, he dude, low key digging. He looked. James Harden did cross that nigga away. He did cross that nigga away. Yeah, I kid you not. James Harden is the reason my man ain't got a career no more, dog. I haven't seen him for a minute, neither. His sole purpose was literally to shoot threes, G. That he became legit, like, ain't look, bro, sharpshooter. They probably thought he was one of them on-ball defenders that everybody loved and need. And then James Harden exposed the shit out of that, and folks were never to be heard or seen of again, bro. I don't know. Part of me thinks he plays for the Detroit Pistons, but I don't know where that nigga play. Probably in Shanghai for all we know. <laughs> Probably. I wouldn't be shocked. But moving on from that, who knows where Jeff Green goes. He could be a clipper. He could be a freaking – he could be another unnecessary shooter, non-shooter that the Sixers need. He might end up on a Bucks for all I know. Who knows? But Ew. Yeah. Who knows? Um. But, yeah, so let's move on. Let's talk about the Christmas games. So – I would say the Wait, NBA before was, we go to the Christmas game, there's rumors. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. might be getting flipped. Uh, um, what the heck is that boy name? Um, Dwayne Deadman, I don't know when this party cares yeah, about Dwayne him. Dead he Man wants out of Sacramento. Out. He said, uh, I don't want to be here. He, he wants out of Sacramento. And there's one more move. God darn. There was one more. It's not a move, but it's about to become a move. There's one more. Because I think they said two teams want this person. Um. Uh, Mr. John, I mean, the Wiseman stuff. Uh, 
Jonathan Wiseman stuff. What is it? It's James Wiseman, by the way. No, it's not the James Wiseman stuff. I know it was you somebody just, else. You was calling Jonathan. That's what I was saying. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jonathan Wiseman stuff. My apologies. James. Somehow, so I don't know if Shams tweeted it, but it was three big things that what was it? One? I'm not about to go look at one of the freaking basketball pages that be having nothing but retweets from God Don Sham and Watch. But somebody else wanted out. I wouldn't be shocked. Like, it's after the. Was uh, it from an important team? Uh, it was from a team that's probably need to get rid of niggas. I don't know. Because it was like two people are looking for the. Two teams are inquiring about that player. It's probably nothing big, but two teams are inquiring about one of these players. I wanted to know. Uh, well, JJ Reddick, JJ Reddick might be gone soon too. Oh yeah, JJ they had been talking. Oh, be. you you must you might be talking about um Drew Holiday. I think it is Drew Holiday, but yeah, no, we already talked about Drew Holiday. Yeah, I don't know if it is. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it is Drew Holiday. It was. I would have remembered if it was Drew Holiday, but yeah, uh, I know JJ Reddick. If anybody going out of New Orleans, it's JJ Reddick. So yeah. Question is to where? Yeah, we'll see. All we know, the Lakers might finesse a way to get get them. Like it, it's LA, they'll find a way. But somebody said trade clues for uh that nigga on the Hornets. Deontay Graham, whatever his name. The dude that been hooping on that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Look, Kuzma's better, but and it's just his trainer is being a head ass and probably yeah. but going up getting himself fired. <laughs> He like Kuzma gonna be like, look, bro, playing with LeBron is fun. You may not like the guy, but since you want to train Kawhi so bad and heal his quad, go ahead and work for him. He's down the hallway, nigga. Got it. <laughs> like literally, it's like, do I want to play with the Lakers or literally end up in goddamn Cleveland for Kevin Love? Pick. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So those are the current rumors going on in the streets. Uh, Lord knows what can happen, but trade deadline is what the first February, week of February, something. first week of February now. So, slide to look forward to. Uh, so, with that being said, uh, let's review, recap the Christmas games. We had what one, two, three, four, five Christmas games. So, are we gonna recap three Christmas games? <laughs> yeah, it's only a few that's garbage. worth a damn. Let's just keep it real. <laughs> I don't. There's nothing to talk about with the Celtics and Raptors because for one of half Pascal Siakam didn't play. Yeah, Pascal's yeah. dead. Norman Powell's dead, and I think Marcus Saul is still dead. Um, we will talk about the Bucks and the Philly because that's important. James Harden choked against the Warriors. Still, the Lakers and Clippers worth talking about, and literally there isn't really nothing to say about the Nuggets blowing it to the Pelicans. So nothing. Nothing to say. So, is it safe to say that the Warriors kind of own the Rockets' soul yes. right now? Yes, yes, yes. That's the only is recap that... to involve into that. Um, is that James Harden is scared of the Warriors? Huh. They really, really shouldn't have lost that game. But oh, he's just the person who I don't know. Because would you say he's scared of like big time Warriors game? I don't know. Some people said the nigga was partying beforehand, which I can believe. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, Russell Westbrook also, because James Harden didn't have a bad game. Russell Westbrook had a bad game. Um, he shot That's low-key probably where that 
that baseless rumor about Westbrook being up for trade talks or something like and that came up. That, too. I wouldn't even and say he's still, a rumor. I wouldn't even entertain it. I wouldn't I even think entertain he's a, that. I think he's up for trade talks, but it's going to have to be the right thing. If you, if you are the Rockets, I say you probably do look for – if you've seen the landscape of the West and you've seen – 40 points per game or 50s or 60, and it, it literally is going to lead to nowhere. You should start looking into probably building a better squad around him. Yeah, because uh, they don't have too many more chances. It, it, not at all. Before James Harden be like, all right, I got two more years on this deal. I want out. So, like, it's it's the – it's a, a – a, a, I, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a conundrum, but it's a um, – I'll trade him. I don't know, like, the whole Knicks situation, I say no. But That's some bullshit. You would trade him to somewhere, like, I don't know. You trade him to somewhere where they need a point guard, but also making him a competitor. But teams that you can do that to is only one. But then again, that team that you would trade him to for that makes that team not as good as they used to be. Because if you trade them to – I'm thinking of the Heat. You trade him to the Heat, then you got to get rid of your fantastic bench, the best bench in the league, and you don't want to do that. So, and also, that don't help the Rockets either, though. Because those could. young... You get, no, no. The, the reason why person, I say that... It's a reason why I say that, because now you tell, like... You're going from Coach Spolster, best coach in the league, to Dan Tony, to and being relegated to spot-up shooters. That's not what they do in Miami. True. So you're you're taking away what makes them already great, which is uh, versatile offensive threats, which Hero and none are. The only person who will probably be a blessing to my, I mean, to the Rockets, would be that uh, Duncan Robinson white boy because that boy got a torch. But (laughs) like Jimmy would be happy, but it'd be like, okay, for what? You can't send him to. You can't send him to Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, because Simeon Giannis is pretty much dang near uh, the same player to an extent. Yeah, don't help. Uh, I don't know. I just think I just feel like you have to let let you have to deal like you have to literally sit this out for a year and see how it works. It's still early, and Russ is starting into a groove, but it's like. The main problem with the team is defense, and yeah. until they decide to get that together, you like you're going to try to point the finger at Westbrook at times. But there's times where he isn't really the problem on defense. Honestly, he's not Chris Paul defensively, but he's not out here getting cooked defensively. Right, it's either. the team. It's Damn. the team as a whole defensively. That team misses Chris Paul. Yeah. I didn't think. I don't think getting Chris Paul was the right move. I really did. I just no. unless James Harden said I can absolutely not play with. Yeah, him. they just didn't like each other. That's that was the sole reason why he got flipped. They didn't like each other. Because like, I look saw at that, them constantly that, that like Chris Paul, he he making that OKC team a tad bit relevant. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That's a conundrum right there. Yeah, like. They they chose they they made their decision, but yeah, like they still freaking twenty what are they twenty one and ten. It's not really a concern. It's just and Eric Gordon still isn't back. You want to 
like you want to I would say you ride this season out and plus on top of it all that team is in the front office and coaching situation wise is messy because D'Antoni yeah, don't know if he's coming fired. back and you got to remember Daryl Morey is ha- uh, got beef with China now so it's so much going on where it's just like too much going on in terms of like where well, the players is probably like well we I don't know what we want us to do we'll hoop so it's a messy situation over there, but in terms of them losing the Warriors, is no excuse. I will say, nah. but I will say there's one thing about the Warriors team as a whole that I respect because I watch a lot of them on League Pass since I be up sometimes. They ain't no hoes. Like, they're far from some hoes. So, it's just you're missing Clay and Steph to go along with Draymond and D'Lo. You know, I feel like with yeah. them two, they should be a lo- lot better. But they are far from literally getting a hold out here in these streets. So, be that way. So, I give them uh, their credit I, in terms of that. I would say they was on the right track when it came to, like, post-KD. It's just that they had two big, unfortunate injuries. Yeah. I honestly don't. If they would still be that good, they'd probably be, like, a seven seed. But it wouldn't be as horrible as Yeah, it wouldn't that. be as horrible. And, and yeah, I I do believe that there is no excuse for um, the Rockets to lose that game. Reason so freaking being that the Warriors has the worst record. You One can't the do Like, right. so reason. I, I believe they have the worst record. It's either the worst or the second. Worst record I, in is, the West, but they don't have the worst record in the league. Who the Hawks got the worst in the league? Yeah, they're six and twenty-six. Yeah, I know the Hawks are straight butt cheeks. Hey, 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 Chris, we getting some clowns, bro. I think we said that make the playoffs, bro. We definitely did. <laughs> we definitely did say that. We definitely. I just, did I didn't think they would be that, that bad. Wrong. They, they ain't got nobody, bro. <laughs> I, I guess we thought Trey Young would be what Luka Doncic is now, and it just ain't gonna happen. Trey Young is hooping. It's I mean, just Trey, everything around him. It's just yeah. the team around him. You give him a couple big men, you know. And we got to remember, John shoes. Collins is suspended for steroids use. <laughs> wow. That, oh, it was steroid use? Well, HGH. Same thing to me. Uh, <sighs> oh, yeah, like the Hawks started out good, like fake good, and then reality kicked in. Like the sixth game, be that way sometimes. But yeah, we was definitely, definitely. wrong. But uh, let's talk about the Sixers and Bucks game. Um, Sixers won one twenty one to one hundred nine. It really became a blowout pretty fast. But sole yeah. reason we're talking about it is solely because of how good Philly really looked in this game, um, and how they really showed that this team is franchise uh, second franchise best in three. Uh, yeah, I think that's the, the second for the record. I, is it this tied second record? Probably Franchise tied. best in three. Um, yeah. Crazy game. I love every second of it. Yeah, I enjoy watching it. Um, Philly, should, like, th- this game was probably the best fit game Philly played all year. And also, it sh- like, it showed, like, when the jump shots are falling in, when the threes are falling in, they they – they look like an entirely different team. The offense is better for them 
Like offensively makes life easier for Embiid as well because it's like when you watch it, like the beginning of the games, offensively you could just tell like if jump shots are not falling in, it's going to be hell for Embiid to score because for one, now that nigga has to literally, like he plays in the perimeter more than I actually realized and it's unfortunate because Ben Simmons has to literally play in the post. Especially in half court yep. situations. In half court situations, it's really unfortunate that he has to play in, play in the post. So, but when shots are falling in, it's like Embiid's able to just play the post a little bit more and able to get to the paint a little bit easier. And Ben Simmons is able to be a little bit more free because now they actually got to pay attention to the drive and kick, which benefits his game. Now, yeah. can Philly do this for the rest of the season or even no. come playoff time? I'll put a big asterisk next to a hell no. But it's it gives me optimism to see like what they look like when shots are falling from people who I said that was more of a um, a rock, paper, scissors matchup more than anything. Uh the only thing like the thing that Milwaukee literally had nothing for that the literally thing that nobody can beat Milwaukee, and the reason was it, it was honestly just because of the length that um, Milwaukee had, and mm-hmm. Philly outmatches that by a long shot. Like yeah. it's not even close. Because everybody um, on their team, I would say, it's kind of funny because I don't think they're the tallest team in the league either, but. Um, uh, yeah, nobody matches that that length, and also everybody dang near on that team, other than every starter on that team, probably Tobias Harris is probably the worst one can defend the paint. Yep. If you and jo- well, Josh Richardson probably would be the worst paint defender. But Josh Richardson, well, no, I think Tobias Harris. Other than Joel and beat them two times, Tobias Harris is getting drilled by like just and the shots weren't going in because of the defense. You got Al Horford, who knows how to defend Greek Freak, and then you have Joel Embiid, who saw this as a, I, I should be considered one of the best centers in the league. A- any given day, you tossing who the best center in the league uh, conversation up now, and that game just made it kind of even more like lucrative, more like who is the best center in the league. But I still think you should trade Ben <laughs> Like, I was reading a Twitter post, and it was like, I don't see how Philly fans are mad at Ben Simmons while Philadelphia is a circle and Ben Simmons is a square. And at first, I was kind of being like, dang, they flaming. They call him Ben Simmons a square because he played Call of Duty on his all time and don't practice his own shot. But no, they're saying that he just don't fit with that team. You don't. And I will honestly, if I'm Philadelphia, I would try to get Chris Paul. Now, look, that gives you the student. And that keeps you to, because Chris Ball, I don't care how Ben Simmons is and how great the Australian freaking hands are, Chris Ball is still a better playmaker. So personally, I will do that. You, and you're not going you to can miss probably still, you can probably still get a lot. The only person you probably won't be able to get for Ben Simmons is Shaq Lizzy. You could probably, near. you could probably get Dennis Schroeder from him too for Ben Simmons. 
No, because you got to remember, Chris Paul is getting close to $40 million a year. So, so, this is Dennis Schroeder contract. Ben Simmons is like, inter- Philly's going to give up more. What should we, Philly, you mean? Know, okay, you give up Ben and insert random nigga off they bench that they don't play here. Exactly. And you, got, <laughs> you, get, you get Chris Paul. Like, Chris Paul is going to have the perimeter defense that Ben Simmons can provide, going to be able to shoot. He's in the East, so he ain't got to worry about some Stephen Curry boys and stuff like that, and LeBron and all of them. That's the guaranteed finals trip. And then, if you want to keep it completely parked, Greek Freak can probably carry the past Kawhi and got Dari Paul George because Greek Freak gets superstar calls, man. So, like, and then I, I think that match, I think that matchup favors Milwaukee more than the Clippers just because of Milwaukee spacing, Kawhi's kneecap. And Paul George looking really, really weary in the light sometimes. So, yeah, it's, I think that can happen. I can see. Like, I'm, I wouldn't be mad at that. Like, that's a yeah, – like, Would I'm you do it? Would you, tro- would you trade – would y'all trade Ben Simmons for Chris Paul? You go ahead, Tyler. Um, my stance on it, and I told Chris about this at work the other day, is mainly because, you know, I wanted to see what – if they could really get there first. Because I do, I still, I'm still picking Philly to come out the East this year. Even though I don't think it's necessarily going, to be, it's probably going. They gonna have as tough of a time as they had last year, trying to get to where they need to be. But I'd say you at least let them see if they can actually get to the finals first. If they actually get there, which they, I'm not necessarily gonna say that they're gonna win because if they run into the Clippers or the Lakers, I think the Lakers or the Clippers. I think they beat, beat the Clippers. I, I think they beat the Clippers. If a Philly run into the Clippers, they beat the Clippers. They lose to the Lakers. The Clippers. I there is not one soul on. Kawhi beat Philly with the best three ever shot known to man, and it barely went in. There I said, I know no... what you mean, though, because and then at the same time, Joel and B, he wasn't really all that healthy during that series either. Like there is no, there is no, the the Clippers have don't have a front court. Montrezl Harrell yeah, is going to get killed by Joel and B, murdered. He is going to get murdered. I don't. But care. if they Look, do beat the Clippers, then you, uh, it's no point in trading them though, because then they they yeah, win. Yeah, I see. Yeah, true. But, but I still think lose, in a long they run, lose, you yeah, might long, have to trade. I see what you're saying about the long run, though, because eventually, when they figure out, you know, okay, is this is this guy going to shoot the ball? How's his playmaking go? Gonna, you know, evolve from where he's at now because he's only a couple like certain pieces of his game away from. Ben Simmons could be the best player in the league if he really got those those offensive weapons together. Yeah. So I see where you're coming from, though. But um, I wouldn't trade him this year. I would give it. I would still give it another year. And, you know, stuff is looking shaky from that point on. It's like you kind of, you know, you gotta either. It's either the coaching is gonna come into play, and you gotta use a scapegoat move and get rid of the coach. Or one I think that shouldn't have been. They should have been got rid of folks. I it might like happen if they don't make it to the finals. If, if they don't make it to the finals this year, I think he's going to get booted. I can see the, it. I just would get of it. This one, them two. This one, them. They're too talented to be losing situations. Yeah. So he should. He should have. 
been fraud. I thought honestly, I thought if they would have lost this Christmas game and then they want to lose like another high tier game, he probably would have been booted. Yeah. Just because there, there's the no high, growth the seat would with definitely the team. be hot. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, there's there's literally even if you look from last year, there's no evolution with this team, like none. Like they, but they added can, Al Horford, which was a great move in the light because Al Horford does a lot for this team. But in the but with everything else, I just don't think like I don't think Ben Simmons matches this squad. Yeah, but and you can you, look in the same a lot of the evolution you said that falls on Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is like the stagnation of the team. You, that's why you got to piece him out. <laughs> you got you. I, I look. I'm a fan of Ben Simmons. Pick him every time when we do our fantasy league. Reason yeah, is because that nigga's broke. But I just don't. There is no way that you can keep Ben Simmons and expect to win just because it just don't fit Joel Embiid and him. They just can't become. They just can't be a duo, unless Joel Embiid becomes freaking Dirk Nowitzki, and he's able to catch and shoot everything. And that's just not going to happen because he's too big. Him. And it's not fair to Embiid because now, yeah, you're limiting his skill set. Exactly. So I, I personally think that you should get rid of Ben Simmons. Once you never gave him the max because you can get so much for Ben. Fucking around, you probably can get Braun for Ben. Like get Braun, like let 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 the, let the Lakers lose this year and Braun look like he aging. You think I'm not? You think I'm not being Rob Plinkin? We say, hey, give me Ben Simmons, dog. <laughs> yeah, you can have LeBron James. You think I want to do that? Heck yeah! Like it's you can get so much for him because I think Philly succeed if they can get a point guard that can show an inkling of playmaking and that can shoot. Like, if they do that, Philly succeeds because Joel Embiid has the paint to himself. Plus, now other teams are going to have to space the freaking floor. And you will be in such a, a better situation. And then, like, if that point guard kind of bad at playmaking, as much as probably Chris, this Pierce's Chris Ears, Al Horford can do it too. Nope, he's not so, capping. It's not a cap. <laughs> so Al Horford can, Al Horford can playmake, especially in the post. And help that team out better. I think that the conversation was was to get rid of Ben Simmons. And the only time you don't get rid of Simmons, that's if Joel Embiid's health is just booty cheeks. That's Which the only I time I with. think you don't get rid of Ben Simmons. I definitely that. agree. And I feel like that's the main thing that is stopping Philly from actually saying, you know what, let's move on. Because yeah. I just say you flip them. And then B just his body just don't agree with it. Now you fuck. <laughs> now, <laughs> his body they, don't agree. Now you back to twenty twelve Philly days. Exactly. You're going way back to a tough time. You're going not twenty twelve because that's see, they beat. But yeah. did y'all see a post in which it showed that Ben Simmons is Michael Carter Williams at the same time in Philly? They like look. This is Ben oh, stat, Simmons year yeah, three. G- that wise, they are the same exact player. Mm. Say, dang near same. Why? That would be unfortunate if he ends up Michael 
Carter Williams 2.0 because coming out of college, they thought Michael Carter Williams was going to be like another, um, like a, a taller version of Jason Kidd and all that. That was the comparison. And it almost, and it almost what it, that first game, they was like, oh, yeah, it's real. Because he, didn't he have a triple-double his first game against he, the Heat? He had a near triple-double. And then on top of it, Michael Carter-Williams was like, – he won rookie of the year solely because there was nobody else in his rookie yeah. class. That was the arguably one of the worst rookie. rookie classes of this decade. It was. So, and – but they, before they we keep up on them quick. talking about Ben Simmons, uh, what did y'all think of Greek Freak and how he did? Like one, I would love to say it again, Mike Buddha holds the team. But what <laughs> do you think? Of, like he was not able to adjust, and and Greek Freak didn't adjust either because he was zero for three. Mm-hmm. I would say. With Giannis, that game it showed it showed why Philly they built this team to beat Philly. I mean, they I mean they built Philly built this team to beat Giannis because they know okay the moment that they I feel like they had to know that Kawhi wasn't coming back to the Raptors, so they were like, "Cool, we know who's the biggest threat, Giannis." So you literally get a versatile. You already had size because you had Embiid and Simmons. Add Al Horford, bring Tobias Harris back. Add Josh Richardson, and we got bodies to throw at him. We have at least three dudes off top of our head. Al Horford, Embiid, and Ben Simmons who can throw at Giannis. That is at least 15 fouls to give. <laughs> at least 15. I'm just throwing a magic number out there. That's 15 fouls to give because he's going to draw fouls regardless. But yeah, So you have... Three different types of defenders to throw at them, so you give them up. You, you're stopping them from adjusting, from figuring one player out, at, and all of that. And that's for any player. That is frustrating. Like that, the best defense is just having multiple bodies to throw at at a great player, because it just yep. you're throwing a game off, uh, especially in just in terms of like size, especially like in Ben Simmons is probably is a big guy, but. And he's about almost height wise, about tall, about the same height as Giannis. He's six ten, same height as Giannis. And B, big ass African, Al Horford, literally built like me, but six nine, and look like a. a <laughs> so like literally, you have you have somebody who can literally, and then Al Horford's probably I would say the smart the smarter of the defender. So he's not going to draw fouls, not going to do nothing stupid on top of it. For Giannis, that's going to be hard to deal with. He's still young. His offensive package, yes, has grew this season. But you did what you're supposed to do, which is force him to be a shooter when he isn't feeling confident about his shot. Because what he shot, what, 0 for 6, 0 for 7 that game or something like that? 0 for 7. But this is the thing. I think Giannis let them, let the, if I get this three-point shot, I'll be the league. Like, oh, I'm shooting it over the Lakers. Them joints was going in on Lakers. That's pretty. It's not like it's not like you get the three. Now you use it. It's like if you get the three point shot, use you it got that. Smart. It's in your back pocket. Like use it when you know. Okay, I have they sagging off me. Let me try. And then I, I don't know why is that such a confidence like like a thing with people when they don't guard you. How did that just destroy people's confidence? I will never know that bro. when they sag off of you on a three point line and people be like, I I will never. I'm, 
Giannis just got whooped. I I never seen a boy yeah. get whooped like that. He got whooped. It's kind of yeah, like they, they came they they game. came to uh literally beat him because they know it's yeah. like like yeah we've seen games where Giannis have 18, 18 points, fourteen rebounds, and probably like seven assists, and they still win. But yeah. it's a different way of like that eighteen be is more impactful than the eighteen of that game because it was like it's an ugly eighteen than a pretty eighteen mm-hmm. that hurts your soul. And then also he's getting everybody else involved on top of it. That game, yeah, Chris Milton had thirty one. But if you tell me while watching <laughs> that game, Chris Milton had thirty one, I'd be like, No. Until <laughs> you look at the stat line like, oh yeah, thirty one shit. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, okay. and that kind of shows they didn't care about nobody else. Be honest, yeah, like it was, it was like literally, Giannis. That's who we, that's who we, we trying to beat. Nobody else, Giannis. Exactly, Crazy. because you, you, it, that's cool. Okay, Chris Middleton's trying to beat us. Okay, cool, but we know if Chris Middleton, we rather Chris Middleton try to beat us than Giannis beating us. Then Giannis actually. Christian Williams they want to have to drop sixty, but for no, no, it ain't happening. And even if that got to a point where Chris Middleton was close to dropping sixty, uh, okay, uh, we'll take Tobias Harris off you or Josh Richardson off you. Ben Simmons stick him. Cool. If it got to close, uh, Ben Simmons, I mean Chris Middleton dropping sixty, that North Korea president gonna have to come some up. G, I'm not sitting. I'm not trying to sit. For a god darn Chris Middleton, <laughs> freaking 60 bucks. Do you know <laughs> the, the conversations people have? The fact that Chris Middleton dropped 60 on the man, yeah, it'd be a whole different dialogue. What happened, but <laughs> but yeah, but overall, uh, it's a good win for Philly, good confident win for Philly. Very you know, they proceeded win. to lose to the who the hell they lose to tonight. It was ridiculous. Magic, the magic. So <laughs> you have no reason to lose to the magic, but it'd be that way sometimes. <laughs> Christmas See, hangover. Like if they would have lost, if they would like Trail said earlier, if Philly would have lost this game and then went and lost to the Magic, then you know uh, uh, Brown would have yeah. been like, Folks yeah, Folks yeah my seat kind of hot right now. <laughs> no, it would have been the seat would have been hot. The seat would have definitely been starting to get hot for Brett Brown. Unfortunately, I'd be looking for apartments in New York that look like being next. Be that way, Steve. But yeah, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about the Lakers and Clippers. Uh, I fucking hated that game. Yeah, the Clippers won the game one eleven to one hundred six. The Lakers lost that game. The I Lakers legit no lost this game. There's really not much we can game. really deep dive into on this game besides that the Lakers lost that game. Um, blew a fifteen point lead. Blew a fifteen point lead going to the half. And I apologize for every bad thing I said about the Wilders. I really do. <laughs> I'm sure he forgives you. Prove. I'm pretty sure he don't even know who I am. Um, but Nor care. <laughs> or honestly <laughs> care. Nigga told a reporter, so what you, you going to do on Christmas? I'm going to hang with my family. I'm gonna, oh, something like that. Hey, bump you, okay? for me to know. But yeah, so uh, I would say that if we're going to talk about any portion of the game, the Lakers had dominated the first two and a half quarters. Two and a half, I would say. Like the midpoint of the third going to the fourth, it was a Clippers heavy game. It's unfortunate that the uh Lakers blew the lead that they did. 
And the thing is, LeBron was mid most of that game. He bad. shot a very bad three-point percentage, too. He was like two for 12. Yeah, it it gives proof that he isn't healthy and it really pisses me off because this is going back. To, it's giving me PTSD of last year. <laughs> I don't want to hear. Don't want this dialogue. So, But hopefully Duh. the nigga hops in his hyperbolic time chamber, actually spends he's, time in it. And they said, I think he's going to play. Is it? Will it be? Sorry. No, they don't got a back-to-back. I don't think so. They say they he, play, might, he might they be play playing the whatever their next game. Yeah, the Mavericks. They play the Mavericks Sunday, but I think they play they play Portland first. Yeah, they play oh, yeah. Portland Saturday. That's the game they say he might be coming back. Damn, he, damn they do got Duh, a back-to-back. They got a back-to-back. Yeah, I'm not about to have this goddamn. They ain't going to have for like, hearing that shit. God, I'm sorry. I'm setting up for the bet lasers and play them for the freaking Lakers if he's isn't healthy. <laughs> I'm telling you, Anthony Davis killed the Blazers by himself. He I should. don't like bro. Look, if a song wipes that lock you down, that show. But back to the <laughs> Lakers and thing. I think this is not. I think they relied on Bron. I honestly do. I think that game should have been more of Anthony. Dog, my trans Harold screaming for help. He was. Help! He was. He got to a point, he was. Zubak barely could play. He really can't play I that think game. JaVale McGee played really, really good defensively. I think he had like five blocks. Yeah, JaVale was so, solid. It, it was a game for the Lakers to lose, but these, these are the moments where I'm not even like LeBron had, I would say, it is not me making an excuse for him, but he has superstar pedigree. So in the sense of if Bron have a bad game, we know Bron can have a good game. So next time, let's get this Bron type situation, right? Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is one of the best players out right now, but he ain't got that yet. So in a sense, it's kind of like Anthony Davis in them situations. And I'm not saying this is Anthony's fault, collective team fault, and Frank Vogel playing 1989 best. But it's <laughs> you, you have to have. To go crazy, you have to say, give me the ball in the paint. If I don't make the shot, I'm going to make the next one. And the next one. And then there, there was nobody on that court can guard Anthony Davis. No one. And I will stick by them guns. There is few people in the league who can guard Anthony Davis. And one of them don't have an ACL at the moment. So, why he didn't go crazy is going to be on me. I wouldn't say he didn't. It's just, okay. When, when especially the second half, I will give this is where I give the Clippers a lot of credit and Doc Rivers as a coach a lot of credit because yeah, this yeah. is where he out coached Frank Vogel in this situation. They they already was clogging up the paint, but it helps when Mugs other people are making plays. KCP was making plays. Kuzma, for one, this is a very That's good game. Thing, yeah, Kuzma bro. having a great game is the biggest plus that Lakers can walk out with this game, win or lose. Kuzma looked like Kuzma from last couple of seasons, finally. He's healthy. Also, so. that was another bad part on Frank Vogel because I don't think after Kuzma got that 25, the ball didn't go in his hand. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I was about to get to. This is Doc Rivers legit adjusted promptly. He said, okay, look, they're going to probably go to AD more. LeBron's going to probably try to get engaged. Clock the campaign. Make them make threes. Challenged them to make threes. And the biggest thing about the Lakers Achilles heel right now is 
Do they have people who can shoot? Yes. But do they most use of them? them? No. Huh? You said what? They don't use them. I wouldn't say they don't use them. It's just that they're streaky shooters at the very most of them are streaky shooters. Outside of Danny Green, KCP, most of their shooters are stri- streaky shooters. That and nigga Troy on the Daniels. bench that they don't use that they should should just trade at them. Yeah, at this point, Trey Daniels looked like like somebody yeah, said Troy the Lakers should look at trying to get Alonzo Trigger. And I legit forgot Alonzo Trigger. Nick's got a bunch of young young niggas who can hoop. By the way, yeah, they just sitting in Alonzo Trigger. But they got they somebody got else over there too. Yeah, the cool. Knicks got uh, young pieces that can literally be but gotten. Troy Daniels can go. Uh, now I'm just saying he can shoot, and and this is you're not freaking up. What's the point of playing Rondo when you can have when you got Bron? Especially yeah. leading towards crunch time. And honestly, you got Alex today. Caruso who don't turn the ball over either. Alex Caruso don't turn the ball over. Who's on? For I don't know who's this nigga, but it's a fantastic on-ball defender. I don't know where that came from. He, Look, he does really good on point guard. Yep. If they get, honestly, if they get Patrick Beverly guarding Brian, as much as I hate saying it, if AD is on the court when Patrick Ball should not go on. It just I agree. Shouldn't. But this is the point I was about to make. They knew there was going to be a point where AD is going to be like, all right, Montrez on the court. Fuck you. I'm about to get him. My Patrick Patterson, please put some respect to my fucking name. More Harkless, <laughs> put some respect on my name. But what they did was either, depending on where AD uh, tried to establish post position, Kawhi. Or Patrick Beverly was playing help defense not too far off. Which makes life way more easier uh, for them to stop him. Especially if LeBron isn't on the court. Or LeBron's shot isn't falling in. And he's being, and being as much as I hate seeing this, passive Bron. So, for the Clippers, the Lakers kind of played to the Clippers game. Didn't make much adjustments. And nobody else really stepped up. Nobody else really yeah. stepped up. And this loss falls more on the Lakers than it do the Clippers. The Clippers. Paul George played absolutely abysmal. Yeah, he played trash. And then on top of it, Lou Will was literally nothing. Oh, yeah. This, even Lou Will posted on Twitter with that bogus foul gave the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that foul was horse, horse crap. Crap. <laughs> but even then. It's not much I can really say about like honestly like the Clippers play played that second half perfectly. The Lakers like it's room for it still shows room for improvement. Like if they don't really need to make no major roster changes outside of adding a nigga who can shoot and play defense. But that's the crazy thing. I don't what's it takes for them to get that player and Andre Iguodala on that team. <laughs> and also, the thing is, at this point, we don't know what the Grizzlies are doing going to do with Iggy. Because at this point, I think they got, the whole league said, no LA. We don't care if it's a Clipper yeah. or a Laker. Fuck them. Hang up the but phone. The, the, no other team can use Iggy. The only other team that could probably use Iggy would be Philly. <laughs> Or the rap or the Rockets, and I, I honestly think Andre Iguodala would fuck before he think. 
That would be comical to see Iggy. And nigga, Warrior fans thinking he gonna be a W. I wouldn't like, be shocked. They think, they think he gonna come Literally, because he's he's on a two year deal. This is the last year of that deal. He can easily take his ass right back to uh, Golden State next year with a season of rest. <laughs> it's wild as hell when you think about it. <laughs> it is wild as hell when you think about it because Iggy is still it's out true. here wow. just not playing games. Except in my, my league on 2K. <laughs> it's wild when you think about it. But yeah, it's just like the Lakers really just need a 3 and D type guy that's really all they really need like they need another legit shooter and whether it's whether it's a point guard a combo guard type guy and also people stop freaking tagging the lakers and and, uh, jamal crawford because jamal crawford does not add nothing to this team besides be literally negative rondo yeah that's a bad i don't Look, I'm not going to say that Jamal Crawford shouldn't be on any team. Honestly, some team can probably do that to him. It just don't work. It just don't work because literally, not, so you telling me in crunch time, you want Jamal Crawford and Lou Will to literally just cook each other in a seven-game series? No, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Who's going to brick the most shots as the six-man? Whoever wants to see that legit get pegged. Exactly, like, bro, like, there's, that's not basketball I want to see, G. No, I'm good. Like, Jamal Crawford's great. He's going to be a great player on the big three this season. But no. No. Stop this narrative. Do He'll you be... think the Lakers should have just folded and guaranteed? You said what? And don't, do you think the Lakers should have just been like, I don't care what they're saying. I, we should, they should have just gave Melo that, that he did. Because you Melo coming off the bench and just spot up shooting. Thing is, though, that's uh, turning Melo into a spot up shooter is what the Rockets tried to do and it didn't work out. And the reason why it works out so well for, and even the thing is with the Blazers, Melo jump sh- three point shot isn't really hitting right now. He's just getting shots off what he normally do best, which is playing from the mid range into the post area. Mm. So you wouldn't really get anything, anything. You're just adding somebody who plays who, whose way to be effective is being effective in where AD and LeBron needs to be played to be effective. So it makes sense. It sounds nice, but actually watching Melo with the Blazers, his jump shot really isn't falling. Like his mid, outside of his mid range is hitting, but that's that's been Melo's game since college, but. But like his three point shot isn't there, to be exact. So it's like I they don't just, know what the Lakers do then because yeah, they're not getting you, Iggy. Yeah, you de- like I don't think Iggy's going nowhere at this point. But the Lakers, like they don't need to force a move. The only move they really legit need is getting hold of a three and D guy. If you could find a way to finesse JJ Reddick, do that. The uh, like literally, like that's your best bet is is either. You get JJ Redick. J.R. Smith is out the equation because he's he's being he he's being a, a, a dark skinned Mexican right now. So because black men don't cheat, so uh, he's being an unfaithful <laughs> Mexican. So that's that's his personal choice, by the way. Um, so like it's like they in a very like 
You're still the best team in the league. Record wise, you're still the best team in the league. But we know you can be better if you add another shooter. But it's just like one of those. What it's like? We'll see who's available when the time comes. In my book, and it's going to be teams that's going to be sellers that we won't expect to probably be sellers eventually as well. So we'll see what happens. Like we don't know what can possibly happen. So it's more of a wait and see approach to look at it. But overall, like I give my applause to the Clippers. Uh, shout out to Patrick Beverly. He did what he was supposed to do. Show that Chicago West Side heart. You did what you're supposed to do. I'm not mad at it. I just wish Twitter would stop trying to make my man sound like he's a bum when he's been really solid since he's been in the league. So, yeah, why is the day about Patrick? You said what? Patrick Beverly. Oh, yeah. I know you <laughs> don't really rock with folks like that, but. No, I can't like, wait to see Harden got dying. <laughs> <laughs> Be that way. But yeah, so let's uh move on to wrestling, then we go on to the decade recap. So uh in terms of wrestling this week, uh not really much to really discuss. Um shout out to Austin Theory joining NXT now. Uh he gave that us a dude stop for got match. the god darn look. Yep. Hey. Like when I saw that dude on that Evolve Network special, I was like, Yeah, dude is going to be a star in a few years. Oh, yeah. He's gonna be a star in a few years. So um shout out to him joining nxt had a decent match with uh the legend himself roger of strong. the backbreaker uh the backbreaker messiah known as roger strong uh, strong and shout out to uh keith lee and leah rush beating up on people and giving us y'all want to hear something black cool? excellence what aw i mean not AW, back. nxt did 800 yep during the same time Mm. You love to see it. You love to see it. You know, we I was watching the Lakers because I dead ass forgot that uh, wrestling was on Wednesday. I did. I thought it was gonna be a, like a, a best of type. Yeah, but they were like, "No, we what's the show? We know you gonna, niggas gonna DVR it, so be that way." So, uh, like they they did what they supposed to do. So shout out to NXT. Good show. Raw was cool. Um, we got uh, Samoa Joe getting jumped by Seth Rollins uh, in the game, which was still one of the best moments of Samoa Joe's career by seeing him literally sit there in commentary saying, I'm not going nowhere. I commentate. If I stand up, it's both y'all ass and proceed to get knees and elbows to hell. Beautiful. <laughs> you love to see it. And Samoa Joe, I believe, hell, like, hung out with niggas. Though. I believe Samoa Joe grew up with niggas just off that one. Like, even though he talks like he hung around like black folk, but it's just now I feel like he definitely hung around niggas for a, a, a good portion of his life. So shout out to Samoa Joe for that. Um, but yeah, uh, what else happening? Anything else major, specific we need to talk um, about? Andrade won the U.S. Oh, oh yeah, Andrade uh, doing the Madison Square Garden house show uh, won the U.S. title, so you love to see it. Yeah, they got it off a of Rafe. I don't know why they got it off. They mm. did. I don't know who he goes. Because it looked like for a second, Seth was on hold. But now it's looking like Seth is be um like the before KO either wins the challenge Brock after. Um, Seth is just going to be that guy who 
try to stop him from doing that. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't I know. Think I, got, like, do with slight, the I think Seth is going to have like a slight CM Punk, CM Punk S like heel run as far as like, because remember when he was running the um the new Nets, Nexus and he was oh, kind of yeah. like, I forget, I, I was thinking about it the other day. I forget how to explain it, but it's like the way that character is coming off is kind of reminding me of that, of how him like leading that group. No, like, as far as like how he six AOP on everybody, I don't know what they're gonna do. It's a belt around his face, and I think that I think that's gonna happen. I don't think he beats Brock in Mania, but I do think KO beats Brock. Now at that point, Brock probably freaking retires or go back to SmackDown. But I like, I I actually think. He's going to keep the Authors of Pain until he wins the belt again and then probably break up and have another horrible baby face run. But Which I'm good on. Well, I'm perfectly fat on that too, but yeah. that's the way to Because I'm crumble. totally enjoying sure. Seth uh, Hill Rollins right now. It's a different take of Hill Rollins, which I enjoy. Me too. Um, But yeah, uh, I like it. I like it a lot. They call him what? My fossil Rollins or something like that? My fossil? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what else is that to be said? I like it. Uh, oh, yeah, damn. Uh, it was a Brian decent beat, Raw, too. Oh, yeah, damn. Brian beat uh, the Miz. And, well, I, I only saw the Miz in the ring with damn Brian during this main event. Uh, Royal Reigns came out there. Absolutely beat. destroyed. Um, Baron Corbin. Okay. I had Baron a feeling Corbin. it happened. Because I literally only caught the end of SmackDown. So I was curious on what the hell happened when it came to that. So that makes sense. Alright, because I'm going to say this. I enjoy- Miz can put on good matches, I think only as a heel. I don't know. It was or good story time. Also, but- Daniel Bryan, he was in the ring with Daniel Bryan. Nigga, if you have a bad match with Daniel Bryan, you'll throw yourself away. Well, um, <laughs> But Miz actually look. I feel like his move set looks better if he's playing the heel. That's just me. Yeah. It just looks better. That's just how I look at it. So, but overall, it was uh they had they they had a decent match. So uh the Dan Bryan versus the uh Fiend at Royal Rumble something to look forward to. Um, so uh. So that's it in terms of wrestling. AEW disappeared oh, this week. Uh, they said that the um the Usos are supposed to be coming back sometime soon. And I they can prob- see that. They yeah. probably uh, do you bring do you bring them back as a heel tag team again, or do you keep them face and then try At to this build point, up to another a- I mean, AOP is your he- strong heel tag team on Raw, and then, on that tag and then you have now, the OC the on top of it. Viking I think they, I think they, I think they probably uh, will end up having the War Raiders drop to the U- probably like at Mania or something, probably somewhere big. Um, yeah. And they get like their official like big loss. Shit. But, um, they gonna have that belt for too long. I don't know. They got a belt as long as Dominant Tag Team. The crowd loves them. Just don't have no more matches against freaking Carlos and Anderson. Yeah. 
And the you right, Tyler. They got darn job squad and stuff. That's be getting, good. Like, that's getting point because it keeps leading into the same thing. They beat up the jobbers, then the OC comes out to challenge them. You know, it's the same <laughs> thing. They got to get them something a little different. So having the, the Usos come back is definitely going to add a little bit more to the to Raw tag team because they're basically kind of rebuilding it from the ground up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and then um, they say it's – I don't know if it's true, but they said Bo Dallas is supposed to be coming back soon. He might – they might have him do like a, a a character that goes along with Bray Wyatt's characters too. Mm. Sounds about right. But they also said the same thing about Liv. So. Yeah. yeah, and Liv Morgan out here literally is uh even though I didn't really want her to do that anyway, I feel like she could do what she's about whatever she's about to come back as now is probably better for her because it kind of reestablishes her on her own. Because that was the whole yeah. point of what the of the the way that they took her off TV was kind of hinted towards that. They weren't hinting towards going towards a Bray Wyatt theme gimmick or anything like that. I agree with that, definitely. But yeah, what's it's a lot of wait and see right now. We're well into the road to Rumble, so I would say that's starting to establish who's going to be in Rumble. Oh yeah, uh, supposedly with the Rumble this year, it's supposed to be ten superstars per brand, which includes yeah, NXT. so NXT superstar. So if we get, if as long as I get the Keith Lee, Roman Reigns, uh. Three minutes of just beating the hell out of each other in the ring by themselves. I'm perfectly fine with that. Do they you throw? Do you Dominic throw? Divijic, whatever his name is. Yeah, they they're gonna have the people's like Pete Dunne, um, Dominic Dolkovich. Yeah. Um, I, I butchered his. We all butchered his name. So. Um, Dominic Dolkovich, Keith Lee. Probably Damian Priest. That nigga Damian Priest tall at. Yeah. I think he's taller than Randy Orton probably. Maybe Leo Rush for the occasional. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. Like, it's, I feel like NXT's 10 is, I feel like the 10 of each brand might be pretty damn predictable, especially once we see uh, how these storylines start building up between now and what the next four or five weeks so but it's just showing how they're treating them more as like a third brand instead of them being you know that's the come up brand they're they're their own brand on their own and i think that's a really good definitely agree with that but let's go ahead move on to our uh uh decade recap uh let's go ahead and do since we're on wrestling let's do wrestling first and then we'll go back to basketball um, so for wrestling, we're going to do our top five wrestlers of the decade. If you want to, you can extend it past WWE. You don't got to be strictly WWE uh, superstars and top five moments of the decade, which can include matches, promos, and or returns. Okay. So let me go. Not the and just pour. Number one, I think the rest of the decade will be AJ Styles. Mm. Uh, two, um, so AJ, that's one. Roman, Daniel Bryan, because of the Yes Movement. 
Brock Lesnar. I'm gonna say out of my favorite decade. Yes, I'll go with that. AJ, not even what he did in WWE, but his role to WWE until he debuted at the flawless. His matches in New Jersey, slap, got the biggest pop, other than probably the Hardy Boys at Mania when he debuted at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, rarely had any born of bad matches. Um, what his what he did the moment he stepped foot in WWE, people thought he was gonna be like badly booked when he lost to Matt Jericho at Mania. Everything after that, absolutely had a slap a match for Roman. Uh, I think the pay per view after was good. Yes, payback and then extreme. Cena, the Cena feud. Oh my god. I loved it. That was really freaking good. Slapper matches uh, had, I think, one of the longest title reigns of SmackDown history. Yep. Um, U.S. title reign out the wazoo. um, Forever entertaining. And just the way it is. Brock Lesnar was somewhere on that list just because it's freaking Brock Lesnar. Continues to prove people wrong in in terms of, like, he's born and stuff like that. He's not. Um, his his WWE. I don't know if you want to put an asterisk his accolades because he's such a you know a monster type guy. But his accolades is one of um was forever on top, always sell out. Comes to when he's every match Brock Lesnar in feels important, even if it's gonna be one of the squash match. Um, Roman Reigns literally has main event WrestleMania. He's been the top had to be the top star. For all. My dogs are broken. Uh, give me a sec. When y'all let's go, I'll be back to explain. I gotta see. All right, uh, Tyler, you could go ahead. I'll go last. All right, um, my top five of the decade is. I'm still kind of in between, but you know, like Trail said, I definitely want to put AJ in there because outside the WWE, what he did with TNA. That AJ was like what kept me watching TNA on top mm-hmm. of like you know other guys like Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe, but AJ was like the face. He was literally the face of that brand for so long, and it made you it they made it made good TNA a good alternative outside of WWE. So mm-hmm. he's definitely up there, but it's not. I'm not putting it in order though. So AJ, I definitely got to put throw John Cena in there. You know he carried he pretty much carried this company for well over a decade. Mm-hmm. Can't, you can't take away anything because honestly, without Cena being there, it would have been hard to push certain other guys as a face, the face of the company. Like they mm. could have did it with Batista, but at the same time, he wasn't, he had got hurt. Well, both of them got hurt during their runs a couple times, but, I feel like John Cena was definitely the stronger case as a face mm-hmm. when it came to that turn of the era back in 05. But um, definitely AJ and Cena, definitely Daniel Bryan because the way that he got that, that yes movement going and the, like how undeniable the fans latched on to him. 
from every turn. From even when he was a heel, he was getting cheered. They liked him that much. So definitely Daniel Bryan. Same goes for Roman. Like as far as you know, him coming up to be that next. He is, he's the face of the company and everything. Main event in WrestleMania as many times as he did, and. You know, they just, they didn't give up on pushing him as the as the top guy, and it it eventually worked. So you know, he's definitely the, that guy now. Um, so AJ, Cena, Daniel Bryan, Roman. Yeah, that's my top five. All right. Wait. Don't you need one more? AJ, yeah, I need, one more. I need one more. Um, I was kind I was kind of stuck in between Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar. And I kind of want to, if anything, Kurt Angle might have been my, like, honorable mention as far as because, like, how he was in his TNA run with AJ. He really helped. He was that, like, legitimate face that came to the brand. He was like, you know, we can make a good alternative and not have it feel forced, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though they pretty much were kind of like WCW Junior, but it still felt uh, it still felt organic in a lot of ways, and he helped push that. But if I'm gonna add a fifth man, I'm gonna give it a tie between Seth and Brock because you know Seth, especially leading up until this last year, like he really had like a really he had a a pretty solid face run going for for these last two. Was two or three years, Not and then his years. overall run since he debuted it has been really good. But Brock, even as much as people do complain about him, like how you said, like how they complain about him being born, it's no, it's a fact that he's a draw, right? And has been a draw since he came back. What was that, twenty twelve? Mm-hmm. He's been a draw since then, part time or not. So can't can't knock that. And he's put on some pretty good matches here and there. So agreed. All right, so I'm going to list my honorable mentions. So honorable mentions, I got Chris Jericho in there, Kevin Owens. I put the New Day as a whole, and Seth Rollins is an honorable mention. It it was so tough for me to put Seth Rollins in the honorable mention because I wanted him to put him in, but the more I thought about it throughout the day, I was like, I can't put him over these people, especially once I started researching. So it was tough, but uh, number five, John Cena, uh, started like in, go eat into this decade specifically. Like he had the match against The Rock, and I think that, they had the two matches against The Rock, had strong returns, and then even going well into the decade where he started taking a back seat, he had a he he really brought a lot of prestige to the U.S. title. People forget that, and he put so many people over. At the same time, he put AJ over, KO over, Seth, Roman. Like, most of the people, like, who are up there now, he played a big role in them establishing them. And it's like, you really, I feel like it's a, it's, I won't be able to take no list seriously if John Cena isn't in your top five for this decade. Like, you have to put him in there. He's arguably the GOAT of wrestling. So... Like, John Cena has to be in there for, for like, just so much he did just during and over not just his own accomplishments, but just for wrestling and WWE as a product as a whole currently. 
uh, number four, AJ Styles. Like you guys said, like for his TNA New Japan run and then just joining WWE without needing to go to NXT and all of that and just doing his thing. Hella Impact, one of the best WWE title reigns on SmackDown. Added a lot of prestige back to the title after the, you know, Jen Mahal didn't have a bad run. But, like, AJ did a lot. And then even now, he's with, he's always on TV, mid-card guy or main event guy. You can put him anywhere and you know he's going to do, do what he got to do. Um, number three, I got Roman on here. Uh... Roman over like you guys mentioned, like Roman pretty much might be the most polarizing face of the company probably ever. Like, yeah, the Super Cena run was disgusting, but the uh Superman punch Roman Ro- Superman punch you in the face Roman era was probably one of the most wild things we probably ever seen in terms of just people being mad, but Roman still put on good matches, put on great feuds, put still at the same time while putting people over to this day, uh had people emotional because the man literally left with cancer uh and came back had one of the biggest reactions to a return this decade probably and still doing his thing still face of the company uh even though he should have a belt on his waist right now beat brock one of the few people to beat brock lesnar on top of it had multiple matches with uh, brock and also, the sole reason why Braun Strowman uh, still has a job in this company probably as well. So, I give Roman a lot of credit. And he has one of the best uh, promos of this decade as well, which we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. Um, number two. Now, this was tough. I put Daniel Bryan's my number two. Uh, Who the fuck is your number one? <laughs> <laughs> number one is Brock Lesnar. Like Brock Lesnar's number okay, one. Okay, understandable. I'm like, who the fuck is Brock Lesnar's number like, one. Right, the, the promo and the thing you gave Cena, I'm like, all right, his number one guy to be like Daniel Bryan. Who the fuck is this nigga's number one? I'm like, huh? But all right, I got you. Yeah, uh, this was tough. And I thought of, this was one of those where I flip-flopped it like two, three times past week alone. The past week. But the more I thought about Brock and the more I thought about Daniel Bryan, Yes, you could give Brock the... Brock could easily be number two because he's a part-timer. But there was a point where Daniel Bryan did not have a neck in a uh, in a mind for like three, two, three years. So, <laughs> while Brock was still yeah. out here doing his thing for part of the time. But uh, but Daniel Bryan had the yes movement, had still one of the best returns of his decade. On top of it, if the, I feel like Daniel Bryan has not had nothing less than a four-star match in no matter match he had with people. And like it's freaking Daniel Bryan, my nigga. Shoot, like the man's freaking crazy good and hasn't murdered murdered his wife in the cabin uh yet. And Brock Lesnar has style, so you got to give him his respect. Um, and then Brock Lesnar being number one is like, geez, freaking Brock Lesnar puts on slap matches. He beat the streak. Um, literally man, literally manhandles uh the, whatever main title as he so chooses. And you can't do nothing about it because when he pops up, it's a freaking moment. It is a moment when Brock Lesnar pops up on a pay-per-view, on Raw and or SmackDown, and it goes his way. The only L we can really sit and give Brock Lesnar for is probably the Goldberg match. Probably the Goldberg match. Even then, who did we really blame for that? 
Goldberg his damn self. So, and that's the only L he probably took this whole decade. Like, in the course of his dominance, he has put people over except Braun Strowman because he literally hold Braun Strowman to a T. <laughs> but, but at the same time, we have to give Brock his credit, G. We have to give him his credit, and he's legit wrestler of this decade. And it makes you really wonder if Brock never, ever retired in the first time, where would, like, he be in terms of probably people's all-time list in terms of wrestlers? So. Yeah, he never uh, left. Did I say uh, five or did I just get four? Uh, you was ex- you said your five. You was just explaining all of them. Did I? Who did I put over Cena? Because I'm a dumbass. Uh, I think you, you put, put Daniel Bryan over Cena. No, Daniel Bryan is guaranteed on this list. Roman guaranteed. Brock guaranteed. Uh, who else? AJ's guaranteed. Who the fuck I put over Seth? Yeah, I, I apologize for the Cardinal sins if I said Seth. Or whoever Chris go back and look on this episode to see. But yeah, John Cena. Dumb. Oh, Real another, dumb. another, um, another honorable mention will be CM Punk for his whole run. Yeah, didn't that shit end in 2014 though? Yeah, he had like a strong, yeah, like but... strong beginning of the decade. Yeah. Oh, because that was the thing. with like when I because I, I thought about Cena, then I I thought so much. Of, I I looked at it like with closed lens and thought so much of the end of the decade. But once I started, once you reminded me about the God darn U.S. title stuff, and I'm like, man, Cena's there. Um, has to be. It, that's like question. GOAT. Like, the, how he closed out his later years of his career if he's never gone back to the ring again. That's like GOAT talk, right? Yeah. Um, especially when niggas said he couldn't have good matches and proceeded to have some of uh, probably the matches. best match of the year candidates throughout this God darn. Um... Outside of WWE, though, people who don't know, Okada from New Japan, that nigga. Um, that's that's Japanese. Uh, I'm a murder of my wife and kids and the, why they uh, chilling because, gee, be murdering what? each other. Them, them New Japan niggas. Gee, you don't see some of the uh, spots they be having? Stiff-ass niggas. Uh, yeah, but Okada, maybe Kenny. I don't know. Kenny can't fucking promo. I ain't going to make somebody a wrestler the year they can't. Yeah, can't um, do that. <laughs> um, maybe Kenny, um, Night and all them niggas over there in New Japan. That's pretty much. Um, I, I'll make I the New Day I'll was make... a good honorable mention, though. Yeah, by yeah. the way, you have. To, I feel like New Day you have to put them in as a whole group. Um, Kevin Owens is a good honorable mention because what he was before WWE and then what he did when he got to WWE. Um. I wish I could say the same thing. Adam Cole ended the year so strong. He's my wrestler of the year. He actually oh, yeah. won wrestler of the year. This what by CBS. CBS gave him wrestler of the year. They should. I'm, a lot of people. Some people are trying to give it to John Moxley. I'm like Hell, this nigga was. Ass. He didn't do it. He didn't do anything. Yeah, some Be people say he the had. WWE. He had the like. He was the because he was the hottest free agent. Then again, he wasn't. Really the hottest. We don't do anything. AW is such they wrote themselves off because everybody independent contractor. So, um, so everybody like can't wrestle like one because Dean Ambrose is still with New Japan, so he can't do none of his New Japan stuff in the states. And I don't know if when he eventually loses next New Japan match, I don't know if that counts for the AW record books. 
So, oh yeah, supposedly in AW the uh the records reset on New Year's. What? Yep. So what's the point? Oh, uh, let's, let's go back to this year. Finally, going to win his first fucking match. You know what, G? This goes. This is this this goes to why AW is trash, G. Garbage. Garbage, G. Because I honestly, I've been trying to like actually pay attention to it and watch like the actual show. It doesn't really keep me that interested because the guys that you would think they would be putting, at least be building up correctly, they're not really doing it. Shut Kenny up. Omega is getting beat up every yeah. chance they, every paper oh, damn near. They push John Moxley in a way where it doesn't really make sense because he wins his matches, but it's like, where's it all going? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I don't know where Chris Jericho's championship run is going. He's probably going to end up dropping it to Cody or Hangman he can't even get Cody can't Cody literally trying to put other people over by letting himself get his ass beat every week. Yeah, he getting busted open and everything. <laughs> that nigga really get his ass beat just to get his ass beat at this point. <laughs> so like they creative is weird. They don't they talk about, you know, trying to build new stars, but they don't know what building a star means, to be honest. You know what? We're not going to just said we're, we're the, the fuck WWE alternative. That's it. No, they're competition according to themselves, but that's a different dialogue for a different day. Uh, let's move on to our top five moments of the year. Once again, this can this apply. This was another tough one. That yeah, was, this, this one was extremely hard. Yeah, um, very. I, I really I, I'm just going to probably throw out. some shit out there, bro. <laughs> the streak... Definitely. Seth Rollins cashing in the money in the bank. Uh, the Hardys return at Mania. That was the pop of the year. Was the Pipe Bomb 2010? Yeah. If it was no, Pipe Bomb. 20, Pipe Bomb was 2011. Yeah, okay, it's, so it's been a decade. Bomb. Pipe Bomb. Uh, 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 are you talking about the promo itself or everything that led no. that? The Just the, everything, every pipe yeah, bomb, the pipe bomb, and then yeah. everything posted counts. Okay, because that's um, what I was gonna do too. I'm literally just throwing these joints out. I couldn't. There's so much, much yeah. crap people give for the so much that they did. <laughs> oh, I set the street pipe bomb. Return. Kofi win at Mania. Beautiful. Yes, movement. Yes, movement. Dave Bryan return from retirement. Uh, the Roman declaring his, his his yard post beating uh, uh, Undertaker. The hell that, yeah, that was. Definitely. NXT, it's fucking self. Yeah. Hell. That's definitely NXT started right at the beginning of the decade too in 2010. Yep. NXT itself, um, and if you you can just go like there's a lot of moments in NXT that was maybe Kevin Owens' debut. I feel uh, like NXT should have its own top five moments of the decade. Man, look, it got two. It's, it's wild. Um, I don't I don't know if I got anything else other than those. I know y'all gonna say some I stuff. I think probably forgot. You got to throw in. Cena getting his ass destroyed at SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, that's... You have Sting debuting. 
Oh, yeah. Same Gabriel and not too. Um, it was just in my freaking head. Um, I got one, but I'm gonna throw it in the honorable mentions. No, go. No, we're just throwing shit out just, there because yeah, we're so throwing that shit out. And that can include uh, matches next, too. The next, the, the Nexus. That was they. Oh, the Nexus. Yeah, that was a good. Yeah. That was a very good one. Um, if you saying matches, the triple threat match. Look, this is one of my most underrated matches: Cena versus Brock versus Seth Rollins. I love that match so much. I love that match. That was a really great um, match. The series between, we just talked about it earlier, but the series between Cena and AJ Styles. Brock yeah. and Roman uh, on Shoot, Brock uh, versus AJ was shockingly good. I'm going to give it that. Yeah. Brock versus AJ was good. AJ versus Finn Balor was amazing. Shit, you could just throw a plethora of fucking AJ man. Uh, Finn Balor, uh, Finn Balor winning the uh, Universal Belt was Seth. Was... Seth first title heel in the matches that he was putting on with niggas. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, the Cena Open Challenge matches. <laughs> Kevin Owens beating John Cena. G. <laughs> oh yes, Kevin Owens beating. Big. That's when Cena started putting everybody over. Him. Also, Kevin Owens. Rollins uh, versus Cena. Rollins Kevin versus Owens. Cena uh, Kevin Owens destroying oh. the Big Man family. That. Uh, shit. Um, the New Day versus um, Usos feud was nice. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Um, we got to put Ronda Rousey in the Women's Evolution. That Ronda Rousey Women's Evolution. Sasha Banks being the best women's wrestler. Uh, Bailey's Badunka Dunk. Uh, Shane McMahon uh, literally dying and coming back to life. Yeah, about three different times. Yes, yes. Kind of glad he's gone now. <laughs> uh, him and his imaginary punches. Uh, <laughs> what else? We got. Should we do a, yo, a that's yo, Survivor Series? That's Survivor. The last second that Survivor Series going up there. I ain't never had goosebumps like a since then, bro. Man, G. When that guy died, spirit bomb from freaking Keefe. Oh, yeah. That was different. That was different, G. And that whole crescendo to Survivor Series was good. Uh, with the Ribbons Evolution, y'all. When, what year was... Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. I was thinking that, was that too. 2010. 2010. Yes. The second closed one. closed off the decade. Yeah. That, that but the first one was the best one, right? Or was it the yeah. second one? Both of them were good. The it first is. one was good, but really I think the good. first like well, The first one had Undertaker day near murdering himself, though. So. Oh, that was a state. That was the suicide dive to the camera? Yeah. I think the, the first one had. It uh, didn't really landed on his. Did he really land on his neck? He landed on the cameraman, I think. I think he landed still... on it. I think he hit the camera then hit on the mm-hmm. uh, on the ground. Uh, Either way, I thought he was going to lay there and die. Now I'm going to take a tank die. Dead man thing. Uh, we um, set the streak, right? Streak. Yep. And then. Uh, it's another match I'm trying to think of. I think it might be a Mania match. Well, the Cena versus Rock matches were. If- Really good too. Yeah, but, uh, I'm not a fan of that. I feel like I, 
They, and like, Rock they tore been his better. groin in a second. And that shit was ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he tore his groin. I met him. Man, man, they didn't say, I ain't oh, I got, we, we completely skipped over the Shields debut. Oh, oh yeah. yeah the Shields debut. And they matched this. The match, they had one against the goddamn Road Dog Jesse James, the New Age Outlaws. That New Age Outlaws. They had against the, the Wyatt family. The, oh, my God, that Wyatt family. Oh my god, that one was so good. Um, uh, what was another one? Thinking about the freaking shield. Oh, against evolution. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that, man, that second one was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Seth Turner. You, did you say? Seth yeah, we Turner mentioned Seth Turner. Yeah, we mentioned. I Seth said Turner. Seth Hill. Oh, Hill run. That yeah, shit was so. amazing to me. I love Seth. Maybe became one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, I'm just going to say it. Every Alistair Black match. Can <laughs> <laughs> um, we just say Alistair Black theme song? <laughs> Alistair Black theme song is up An there. entrance. Bruh. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura's debut. Oh, Shinsuke yeah. versus Sammy. At, oh, uh, yeah. NXT TakeOver. Oh, yeah. That, NXT that's... TakeOver's in general. That nigga Walter. Uh, <laughs> nigga Walter War Games uh, 2 War Games oh, 2 oh yes the War Games match the War Games the first War Game match is still under freaking weighted the women's War Game match was amazing Shayna Baszler oh, she's one of the superstars I know what match I was thinking about it was Fastlane 20 it was Fastlane Danny uh, versus Roman no um the the the, the five the, the the five was the five man challenge for the WWE titles. Um, AJ, John Cena, Dolph, Baron Corbin, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Oh, that match God, was really God. good. It was at Fastlane about a year. It was yeah, a year ago because it was right before Cena faced Undertaker. Hmm. Okay. Damn, Brian was just goddamn Roman. Forgot to say that. Fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right before Damn Brian Reigns. Was- that ladder match that Daniel Bryan won an Intercontinental Championship and yeah. Dean Ambrose fell through like six months. <laughs> he did die. Dean and all the stuff. Uh, Roman had a hernia problem. Uh, man, there's so much. It's a lot. Uh, oh, Seth Rollins is coming back from his injury. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the King slash Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins ending Sting's career is definitely a moment too. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Sting, <laughs> Seth Rollins legit it is. Yeah, I know. Career. I know. Sting was like, I just took that buckle bump. I'm like, oh, I can't feel my leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call the Rollins legit. It called me. <laughs> like, yeah, call that. Ring that bell. <laughs> what the fuck? That was Sting's hey, neck. <laughs> Oh man, oh man, couldn't feel his neck. Um, yeah, no, he named a lot. Yeah, I don't right. know. Got some shit, bro. Yeah, it's definitely some stuff. Hey, yeah. Becky, what, what, the women's main event. Uh, uh, I still, I'm still not over that botch. That botch bogus. Yeah, it was horrible, but it gives Ronda something to come back and be pissed. Yep. Also, Oscar's um, uh, streak as well. Like Oscar, Oscar in general. 
Yeah, we got, um, we got a I think that's it. Yeah, I think we got it. I know we missed. Hell, we got it. Yeah, we oh, are we but, doing any worse moments of the decade? Or I, I, no. I choose not to. No, I choose not to. Because literally, maybe AEW highlight tape. Um, but, <laughs> bro. But let's and go that's ahead just, and go back to basketball. That's in, the, that's in the span of what? Five months? Yes. Yeah, that's looking bad, bro. And they, Please, they have a the season of Botchamania, G. I'm sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> But let's go ahead and go back to basketball. And on that note, we're in episode here for basketball. So we're doing... Our own personal all-decade teams, so it'd be a 13-man roster. The reason why I said 13 is because... Oh, shit. I forgot 13. Good luck with that. Um, then we have top five NBA moments of the decade and top five teams of the decade. So, All right, you guys do your rosters first, because I'm still kind of putting my... Man, you kind of putting it together. Chris, you going first. God, yeah, going, I, I forgot it was 13. <laughs> yep, so, like I said, it's going to be an actual roster. So, uh, the reason I said 13 is solely because it's always that the league now allows you to have one emergency man or something like that. on. The, uh, you can have sit on the bench dressed up. So, uh, my starting lineup itself will be Steph Curry, of course, literally best point guard of this decade. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, as much as I hate Steph Curry, it'd be that way, but... I'm not a denier of talent and impact. So Steph is literally in literally that guy. Um Harden, best shooting guard of this decade, no questions about it. Um you may hate how he scores, you may hate how he plays, but I can't deny what he's done and he has an MVP to uh solidify what he solidify his game. Uh KD, of course. Um it's freaking Kevin Durant. Arguably the best player in the league when healthy. Be that way sometimes. Uh, LeBron, literally the face of the league since freaking 2006. Uh, ran this decade, ran the East for an entire decade with an iron fist. Beat a 73-19 and has two cha- two more championships to add on to it. Uh, now, the hardest thing was center. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, my starting center was really tough, but I have to give it to Dwight Howard. Even though, like, the 2010s was, like, the beginning end of his prime, uh, especially with the Magic, he still, I think he has a defensive player of the year this decade, still played, still posted really solid stats, and even though we saw his start on Dwindle when he got to the Rockets, he still put up good numbers and still argued the best center of this decade, decade and up of this generation as well. Uh, my bench... Chris Paul, um, I feel like literally in terms of pure point guard, Chris Paul is the best pure point guard of our generation, of this decade. Can't take nothing from him. Uh, Rudy Gobert, two back-to-back defensive player of the years. I can't take that from him. Best defensive center, not named Dwight Howard. Um, and argue, I feel like Dwight Howard was healthy. We would... Like, Rudy Gobert wouldn't really be a thought like that, but it'd be that way sometimes. Um, but Rudy Gobert, I put respect on his name. Um, and even before Donovan Mitchell got there, he was still leading to the leading Jazz to the playoffs. He's just a crybaby-ass bitch. Um, <laughs> Giannis, and this is, like, for just having, what, three years of inter- of being a really great player, Giannis is literally... Has an MVP and is only getting better. 
probably going to be the player of the next decade. So you have to put respect on his name in that sense. Um, Westbrook, Triple Double Machine. Uh, what number are you at now? Uh, I'm on my bench. So, uh, I mean, place I got one, two, three, four. So I'm on my ninth player. So Westbrook's my ninth player. It's in, in no order. It's just a roster. So uh, Westbrook, third best point guard in the league, triple double machine. Uh, Clay, second best shooting guard, um, has the rings to prove it. Best, arguably the best shooter. You can argue it depending on how you feel. Um, Kyrie has a championship, beat Steph, and probably one of the most clutch players of of like, the era. Kawhi, freaking Kawhi Leonard, nothing else to say, and I put LaMarcus Aldridge because I just didn't feel comfortable putting Kevin Love or Blake Griffin as any, over any other big. Wait, I take that back, Anthony Davis. <laughs> so ours, man, didn't matter when, I also thought about saying yours, but, um, and I was able to be uh, tough teams in a decade too but that was surprisingly easy yeah because of Jane. um but, but my top five um Steph because I, I did it as in a legit squad so my first started fast Steph Hawk KD Brian you know hate me when I say this and AD rounds out my stuff I'm, I'm not mad at that I'm not uh my six man coming off the bench right you I'm okay let me say it not my six man coming because my six man to come on the bench would be mine but CP3 point guard coming off the bench. Kobe would be my shooting guard bench because Kobe won a chip. Kobe won a chip in 2009-2010. He did open the decade with the championship. I can't knock it. And because of his injuries, Kobe got I cannot not have Kobe. My homies at school would kill me for this if I didn't have Kobe in my all-time decade, too. They're going to um, kill me. I will argue that literally that there's been players in the substantial of this decade shooting, more than Kobe. Shooting guards better than Kobe? Clay? You said he ain't on there. You said 13 people. You said Clay ain't on uh, Kobe, Kawhi, uh, then Blake Griffin would be my power bitch. I just hate the injuries messed up his career. That Clippers team was... Magical, but very shallow and protected. Dwight Howard, because I'm never putting Rudy Gobert on the list of anything. <laughs> Clay Thompson, Dwayne Wade, because you can't forget about Ash and Gil Brown. I was still having a hard time with thinking between Dwayne Wade and and um and, uh, what you call it? What's this boy name? Kyrie. But I chose out the way away because Kyrie literally has a team. Oh, and then Russell Westbrook because you can't have. Is how many MVPs he got? One. One. But like, because all these people three straight here, triple doubles. You can't. You, you can't have a person MVP who got an MVP. You can't have a person who got an MVP and a scoring title. Also, you can't have a MVP not being your decade list because he was the most valuable player at that time. Great. Yeah. Um, anybody I'll probably take off. I know the thing kind of weird. But I'll say it again. Fucking Kobe. He's also on my Molly. Respect. Okay. I'm not mad at it. So no Giannis, right? 
Not yet. I could probably take Wade on him. Let's put Wade slash on Because Giannis had two and a half years of dominance. It's like putting Joel and Beat at the Yeah, I hear you. I'm not mad at it. Tyler, you close to ready? Um, do I have to still have to like do it in like a team setting, or can I just name 13 nah, players? Name 13. All right, so it's basically like a mix of what you guys said. Obviously, Steph LeBron, um, Westbrook, Kobe, Clay, D-Wade, Harden, KD for sure. Kyrie, Dwight, uh, what number am I at? Uh, I think you're on eight or nine. Uh, all right, I'm going to say nine. Um, Anthony Davis, LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, I'm absolutely sorry. I was stopping. I will put Tim Duncan on his decade list. That's what Marcus Aldridge. I was just I want to. I can't. I, I'm sorry. I can't, G. Tim Duncan, I will put Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan was a role game. player, G. Come on. <laughs> okay. It was a Marcus Aldridge. He was making all star games. Nigga, he was the power forward. He was the only power other than the Blake. <laughs> <laughs> like, come That's on, why my man. lists are so hard to Niggas, do because I, I really want to put literally, Tim Duncan I think on him you. it was probably Jeff Green. Like, real talk, y'all. <laughs> Gee, Dirk was still alive? <laughs> Barely. God damn. Like, if we gonna, if we gonna put Dirk in there for the decade, we can put goddamn Tim. Dirk became something worse than a role play after his win chip. <laughs> he did. Dirk became a seat on the bench. Niggas used to run pick your rolls like two people at the retirement home. <laughs> he used to he used to run with his hands leading. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry, G. I, I apologize, Tyler. I, I do. I'm like y'all niggas put Lamarcus Aldridge on him. I was just uh, throwing names on there, at, and I, I did want to put Tim Duncan on there. Because he won. He G. He went to the finals twice in his era, and he won at least once, even though Kawhi won the finals MVP. But still. Big fundamental. I think Big they Fundamental need, They still, definitely needed him. They I think Big sure Fundamental averaged like a 19 and 11 in one of those finals, man. Put some respect And he on. basically said he retired because he got bored. He could have kept playing and been still with DC. All right, look. But. <laughs> definitely Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. And I think I'm – what am I missing? One more? Kawhi. You have not said Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi. I definitely got to put Kawhi on there. That's my guy. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad. Like, I get the point for Tim Duncan. It's just – it eventually became Kawhi and Tony Parker's team. That's just how I look at it. And Tony Parker is also a very close honorable mention to make some of these teams, which is crazy when you think about it. But – uh if I was to, I, I just need a more time. If I had more time to really sit down and do it, I'd probably have a more complete list that's like actually team based. But yeah, I see. I, I I got the the when we do the teams, I'll have a set list for that for sure. All right, let's uh go to moments of the year. I mean moments of the decade. Um, wait, wait, five. wait, 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 wait. Y'all can hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Did y'all hear me get my password in my email? No. No. Okay, cool. Thank <laughs> you. Somebody called me and I had to tell them. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. All right. But uh, number five, best moment of the year, uh, Ray Allen game shit, game six shot. Um, literally, me being a LeBron Miami Heat fan at that time frame, that shot was literally gave me relieved me of so much anxiety because I was not ready for the dialogues that was gonna come my way that 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 night. I was not. I was ready to be a monk, hidden away somewhere. G. So shout out to Ray Allen for literally probably one of the most freaking legacy changing shots of all time and send it to overtime by the way because that didn't end the game we're going to have to tell our kids that literally LeBron took a uh, finish taking over in overtime and Chris Bosh sent Danny Green to hell uh, too so it's literally stuff that people forget uh, number four Kobe's final game uh, literally the nigga literally went out as much as Kobe could and literally that was a moment and I'm not even a Kobe fan, by the way, but I enjoyed watching him go out the way that we all remember Kobe for going out for. Uh, number three. Now, this may come off as insensitive, but it's a moment, and it don't need to be positive or negative, but Derrick Rose ACL tear is probably one of the most tragic moments in NBA, uh, the NBA history of this decade, G. It sounds insensitive. It, I'm not trying to be an asshole. When I say this, it was tragic, but it is a moment in that day. And Muggs legit was hurt, hurt to see Derrick Rose fall. That, that like when Muggs was making memes, G. Muggs was making memes, G. Now there was a mm-hmm. couple of funny ones, but G. When I saw Simba next to Derrick Rose, G. I cried. <laughs> not of joy, not of laughter, but I cried, G. That is wrong, G. That was one of the most wild moments. Like, everybody in Chicago was hurting that day, G. All because Tibbs had the nigga in the game and it's 10 minutes left in three minutes, like three minutes left in the game. The game over with, bro. It's game two. Or was it one? I forgot. But Derrick Rose, ACL tear is a moment, one of the most tragic moments in basketball of this decade. Um, number two, uh, the Warriors blowing a 3-1 lead. Tied with Game Seven of that Finals because that Finals was intense as hell. I remember it was Father's Day. Uh, I was over uh, Kenny's house because they were doing something for uh, for uh, her stepdad G. And bro, we was watching in the backyard. And bro, that fourth quarter I was loud as hell, and I was a moment <laughs> in itself. Like mugs don't understand. The only person you could legit attest to how excited I was when Steph. I mean, Steph Curry got got sent to hell by Kyrie is my wife herself. Feel free to hit up the Southside YMCA and ask her how I was that night. I was legit a mood. That was a mood for me the entire night, G. But, yeah, never forget that moment. Uh, then, number one, and this moment changed the entire NBA forever, was LeBron going to Miami. It changed free agency. It changed the climate of the league. The league has never been the same because of this. It has led to many other major superstars leaving teams, going to greener pastures. Look at KD going to the Warriors. Look at Kawhi winning a finals MVP, winning the championship, and saying, F y'all, I'm going to uh, to L.A. 
So LeBron literally going to Miami is probably one of the biggest moments of this decade because it legit changed basketball forever. So those are my top. It didn't necessarily change it in a bad way, like made it out. Yeah, it's not a bad thing at all. The league is better for it, if anything. I agree. I definitely agree. Um. So for me, uh, I must say my honorable mention. So I'll say my the Spurs team beating the crap out of the Heat <laughs> in five. Uh, that was just a moment of decade because oh, not only <laughs> not only was it like hilarious that Kawhi Leonard and a bunch of niggas not from the USA beat the crap out of Brian enough because LeBron oh, James was playing with pre blood clock Chris Boston and Dwayne Wade not being able to fill his knees. But um, and oh. a bunch of niggas, and also up that uh that air conditioning too. But um, also uh, they they usher in like the 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 Uber. I would say they usher in the ball movement era and said no more ISO. Ball. Unless your name is James, and <laughs> if your team couldn't move the ball like the Spurs, they was not gonna be able to win anything. Um, another honorable uh, Golden State Warriors reign of terror <laughs> just because they moved the ball and Steph Curry and just they did everything right when it came to uh, playing basketball and building a team. They also went to the finals five times. Five in a row. Five times in a row. That's, that's decade talk right there. One of the best teams of all time. Um, going along with that, Clay Thompson game six, which broke up the goddamn <laughs> the OKC forever. Uh, he sent the niggas home. He didn't send them home. He sent it to game seven. He sent them to game seven. With sent, with sent KD home to Golden State. Um, uh, and then, lastly, Kawhi Leonard, not just him beating the world team, but also his free agent thing was running the Weirdest moments in basketball history. All right, number five. Not to be Derrick Rose, not just his ACL, Derrick Rose injuries in general. Every time he stepped to court in the Bulls uniform after a while, got depressed. Uh, number four, KD goes to go to state. That shit was wild. Uh, number three, the decision. Just because I didn't want to put the decision number one. Number two, Ray Allen shot. Because I literally like, what the f when I saw that. And number one, the block. That block was the best thing I see in sports history. I think so that would block? define the, the block, nigga. Name the block. Come on, Tyler. What's the block? I'm trying to. Oh, the block. Yeah. What? What is it, Tyler? What is? What's the block? It was block? when LeBron blocked the the chase down block. Exactly. I thought you were talking about the, um, the other one that he had against Tiago Splitter. That shit was nasty too. But that was extremely nasty. But and then he stared at that, that was... nigga like you can't come, you cannot touch the ball ever again. He didn't. He Tiago Splitter also lost or something happened to. Him. But uh, block is is I think it's still better than the shot. Even the shot made tears literally come down Chris's eyes. <laughs> but the block is. Beautiful. Uh, seeing if you just watch it, seeing LeBron James literally was at 
When Andre Iguodala was going up for the layup, LeBron James was still half court. <laughs> and he pulled to the scene to sprint. <laughs> he does everyone. And just send it off the glass. Cleans. No foul. No nothing. That was just pure. Like, literally, look at that thing. Braun hawked that nigga. I think he was like, uh, Iguodala going up for a layup. They proceeded to be like, block that shit. And block the fuck out of it, dog. Like, it was, it was a beautiful moment in basketball history. Then the shot after that. The Cleveland Championship was amazing. Uh, I just didn't want to make the decision as number because I find the decision always quite depressing because it's, in the light, it's one of the best things that happened to basketball, but people make it such a bad situation. So, yeah. That's- okay. Not mad at that. All um, right. Mine's pretty much the same, you know, the decision, the block. I'm actually put the Warriors running the terror in there in my in the actual top five because that was just unbelievable to me, the way they changed the game. Um, definitely Derrick Rose getting hurt because if out of out of all three of us, I, I honestly have to say that I, that that whole moment made me cry. Like I legit cried <laughs> that game that he got hurt. I was mad as hell. Nigga had um, to become a New York Nick after that. That's messed up. <laughs> yeah. That goes in honorable mentions, too. Cause that was, that, that, why? Bro, <laughs> gee, Daytro, you, we, we, Buffalo's, you, we, that day, the next day on the D's, everything went on sale. <laughs> they took the Derrick Rose like, section out the store. Me and Chris was like, why is this nigga a Nick? <laughs> we literally looked at each other. Why is this nigga a Nick, man? Bro, we was no at work. They took was, everything the Derrick really, Rose went really half realized. off. <laughs> I think I got a jersey that day, just not from there. I don't blame <laughs> you. But still, that was, but that's an honorable mention. Um, did I name everything? I said the block, the decision, Derrick Rose injury, uh, the Warriors reign of terror. I got one more. Um, yeah, Ray Allen shot, like that shot. I was at a time where I had much disdain for the Heat, like everybody else did. I did. I just didn't want to see that that happen, and it happened. So that's that's the top five moments for me. Uh, breaking news: Devin Booker and the gang got a hold of that shit. They lost. <laughs> yeah, gee, I saw that. I was like, bro. Well, I was happened? just. I turned the game off because I was like, because it was slowing the. Uh, I couldn't hear you, so you guys were breaking up, so I turned it off. But, gee, I'm low-key mad they blew that lead. <laughs> I'm low-key kind of Who mad. they play? The, the Warriors. Warriors. Oh. See what I mean? That the Warriors ain't just ain't ain't going to be help some holes out here, G. It's frustrating. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Devin Booker had 34 points, G. So, uh, Man, D'Angelo Russell going to be crazy as a buck. <laughs> Dog. Proceed to win. Come on, Good dog. man. When, when Greek Freak is in South Beach, count his rings. South Beach. <laughs> it's gonna be. A, I mean, not South Beach. Uh, San Golden. Francisco. Golden. Count his. Uh, just know, trail said it first. I don't want to see that happen. If that if that sick. happens, it's gonna be, be another sick. sad day for the I'm league. Be sick. But 
It'd be that way. Oh, oh, don't let the Clippers versus the Bucks happen. Oh, don't let it happen. <laughs> Do not let that happen. But uh, any team but them damn Warriors. The last thing I need is Steph to literally freaking uh, need freaking number one players in the league to help him win championships. <laughs> yeah, and then he's gonna get two more off that. G, you going to see? He gonna have five rings. If he get if they three P, he gonna have as many as Jordan. And then we gotta have that very, very, very. very Ain't gonna be no dialogue. The dialogue is gonna be, oh, he needed KD to win. He needed, he needed Giannis to win. That's the dialogue. Twenty years from now, that's not gonna be a dialogue. Be sick. He gonna have as many rings as Magic. Niggas gonna hurt. He gonna be hurt. When they gotta have a conversation. Laker, gee, Laker fans really better than Magic. Gee. And look, nah. Nah, he was one ring away from saying like he really. I, he wasn't. He, he was like a ring away from being in the conversation. He was in the conversation. It, there was a conversation at one point, but I'm sorry, I never put that nigga top five of all time. No, when that nigga can't, can't not point guard. No, I'm talking game. about point guards. Oh, he, but, yeah, he's, he's tough. He's tough too easily. He's too. I don't think there's anybody better. Than, he's better than Magic Johnson. Oh no! Oh, oh no, shit! No, I don't think no. anybody gonna be better. Nah, like, nah, but that, magic is tough because he ran an entire decade. Like he was in the finals yeah. dang near every year except for one year, and that was because they were hurt. <laughs> so that's not two years. <laughs> but hey, but best teams of this decade. Um, my number five, 2010 Lakers. Uh, the last good thing to happen for the Lakers this decade <laughs> until LeBron joined the team. But uh, <laughs> and they uh started the demise of the uh the overrated big three Celtics so I respect Kobe for that and also shout out to Ron Artest uh for making an important shot to save Kobe's legacy. Um and making that <laughs> that the song at the end when they won. That too. Shout out to Ron Artest. Um number four, seventy three and nine Warriors. Uh you got him at four. Oh fucking you got him at four. Yes. Yes. Yes, it be that way sometimes. But I have to put respect on this team. At first, they wasn't going to be on this list. But I have to put the team that has the best record of all time on the list. Number four, solely because they didn't win it all. Solely because they win it all. And by the way, the team that beat them is not on this list because that team literally... That Cavaliers team, yes, was good, but I think they were, what, the third, second seed. So, I can't give them the respect. Still a great team, just not top five of this decade to me. I honestly got to see what the hell the rest of this list is. Number three, the same team that Daytro put on, the 2014 Spurs, they literally dragged Miami Heat up and down the block uh, and literally <laughs> left them at five the games. world team, man. The yeah. niggas got beat by seven different countries <laughs> in one goddamn game. <laughs> like literally, when you look at now, now if you look at that Spurs team on paper, you like just say without looking. Let me pull up that team on, on Basketball Reference right now. Do the same thing. <laughs> I'm about to pull up this team on Basketball <laughs> Reference. 2014 San Antonio Spurs. Hold on, let's see. Shout out to they just being one of the first things that pop up. So. Oh, right. Yep, NBA champ. That's the right team. So, we're about to look at this Spurs team. All right. Aaron Baines was on this team? 
Uh, yep. <laughs> see? Marco Bellinelli. Matt Bonner. I did not know Shannon Brown was on this team. Austin oh Dane was on this team. Nando DiColo was on this team. <laughs> Boris Dial. Washed up Tim Duncan. Manu Ginobili. Danny Green. Damian Jones. James, James, James. Atheus Jeffers. Okay, I'm taking somebody on my all time. I'm taking, I'm taking Clay on my all time. Decade team, put Manu on Clay. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Honestly, I'm not mad. I respect that. Uh, but um, Atheus Jeffers, Corey Joe, who brought a ring to the six before Kawhi did. Kawhi Leonard, Patty Mills, Tony Parker, Tiago Splitter. Malcolm Thomas. Who the fuck is Robert Vanden? I didn't say no Robert Vanden. I guess he got traded mid-season when I'm looking. Otheus Jeffers? Yeah, I just said Otheus Jeffers. (laughs) 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 Who the hell is Otheus Jeffers? As I'm looking at this team, I'm looking at the flags, G. The flags. G, it is one, (laughs) one, two, three, four. They got stumped out by the League of Nations. Six, seven, eight. Oh, God. Eight different Datro, you was right. It's like eight different flags. <laughs> they got beat up by the world team, dog. He got beat up by the world. <laughs> but the reason why I put this Spurs team over there, not just because they literally dis- them in uh terrible AC in the uh in the in Spurs <laughs> Arena it was horrible. But offensively that team was different. Uh they were literally getting niggas up out here that whole playoff. <laughs> Yo, forgot that they Boris got... Dial was third in the finals MVP conversation. Nigga. He was. He, arguably, he was probably <laughs> second. Was putting in work. <laughs> no, I think second. Danny Green was. Was that on fire? Danny Green season was that the no, one? No, that, that was the year before. The year before. Uh he probably was. That year was. Boris Dial, dog. If Boris Dial would have won finals MVP, <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, I ain't gonna stop. Brian can't be number two. And no cap, G. He couldn't be number two. He couldn't be number two. That spot would have been reserved for Kobe or something. It would have been solidified for but, Kobe. But let's talk about the, their road to the, the championship. They were 61-21, and 21, so they had the best record in the league. They were top two in defense. Number seven in offense. So, they, they was getting mugs up out of here regardless. Plus, they had the strong... Oh, dang, they keep track of strength for schedule? They had the toughest schedule in the league. Then, let's look at the role in the playoffs. I remember they went seven games against Dallas. That's why I didn't take them serious. And I regret that to this day. Um, against Dallas? Yeah, they went seven games. That, that Dallas team was weird that year. That was Dirk's last effort. That was Dirk's legit last effort. After that, he died. Um... And it, Vince Carter had a crazy series that year as well. Like he was, that was the last time we seen them. Like the end of prime Vince Carter at that point. Uh, they beat the Blazers in five, and took Lamarcus Aldridge the next season. Uh, t- beat OKC in six, and then proceeded to get uh take Miami to five. Literally, they watched the West that year, and the like, and that was a wild year. And that Spurs team was just that freaking good, especially offensively. Never forget that they literally, I think they shot 7% for an entire game. Put some respect on the Spurs team, G. Wait, did they play the Warriors that year in the playoffs? No. Or was no, that I think the, the Warriors lost to... I, so I thought they, they played them in year. the first round. No, no, they played the no. Mavericks the first year. I mean, uh, first oh. round. 
Like oh. I know the Warriors made the playoffs that year. I just don't remember against who they lost to. It was probably either OKC or I think it was OKC. I think it was OKC. Uh, all right, number two, the 2017 Warriors. That's the first year KD was there. Uh, then my number two, that team was just straight up dominant. KD made a hell of a difference, and he dragged LeBron up and down the court in the finals that year, and was the sole difference maker for the Warriors team to get them get to give Steph Curry two more free rings. Let's put it that way. And number one is I picked the 2013 Miami Heat team. They had a 27 game winning streak. I was present for the thing when it was over with. Um, when that streak ended by the Chicago Bulls, the last thing that the Bulls ever did great this decade, which is really unfortunate. Um, yeah, dead roll shot. But oh yeah, that yeah that did happen. Uh, but yeah, the 2013 Heat was just different. Uh, they figured that at that point everybody was comfortable and they rose. Bosch had a three-point shot at that point. Ray Allen was on the team, and they had nothing but shooters. And LeBron was so goddamn – this is prime athletic LeBron where he was doing whatever the hell he wanted to you, and he was averaging 60% from the field. What you about to do with that? And I think there was a point in the season where LeBron was aver- went like 10 games without drawing a foul. Mm. This Heat team was just different, G. Different. Put respect All on right, teams, so I made my list kind of different. How Chris made it, I, I, cause me and my jumbled up brain. When you said team, I thought of franchise. Who the fuck is my brother? All right, I think about that later. No, oh, he um, did you said abandon team. us on the uh, on the bus. So I don't know where he. Uh, so he probably he probably do his dying thing. He, get, but, he got off at but, Western. He probably went Macintosh. Yeah. Um. So. I got my top five kind of like franchise type things, but they also teams at the same time. Like, okay, you'll see how I got this. So five is okay, see? Because at one point, the Oklahoma City Thunders should have been the best team that ever stepped foot on this earth. It just didn't happen like that. Number four is Cleveland because they beat the best individual team of all time with being the third best team in the East, I guess. I don't count whatever LeBron. LeBron James and East, he the best. But um, it was not an easy role in those playoffs at all, unless they was going against the Raptors. Um, and they, and they, the Hawks, they swept the Hawks two years in a row. And they proceed to uh, do what they had to do. Um, uh, the Spurs because they literally just bores the out to beat LeBron James, <laughs> and that's the only time I ever in my life legit saw LeBron James see somebody check in and proceed to say fuck. Kawhi <laughs> Leonard checked in, mm-hmm. lock that nigga down, um, and you know lock LeBron James playoff. Um, uh, this is really crazy, but um, he is number two. Uh, he was, was amazing. Uh, really shows why LeBron James is number two all time. Just how good he was in a decade. The best player to ever play a game seven, ever. Um, and just the Heatles was different, especially like. I would say that, yeah, that Chris is talking about. Dwayne Wade was still okay. Um, 
Chris Bosh had the three point shot. LeBron James was playing like as if he was a god among men. Ray Allen was on the team. Uh, Mario Chalmers was a, a perfect role player. We don't even remember who was their backup center. Was Birdman? I guess. Birdman. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was Birdman. LeBron James at one be playing point guard, power four, and a small. All in one possession. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's just a different breed. And that Heatles team was amazing. And number one goes to the Warriors, and they dominate everything right after the Spurs got um, Beautiful basketball. And then at one point, they added KD, and the rest was history. Went to the finals five times, my team. Steph, Clay, Draymond, KD. There was no four niggas ever to grace a team. Um, and no niggas better to grace a team. And it was better. I would say that big three of Clay, um, Curry, and KD and they primes was better than the big three in the Heat. Um, and the reason I'm saying that, uh, it's been shown that Kawhi Leonard can contain LeBron. There has no been no evidence ever that KD has been contained by anyone but himself. So, yeah. And then the moment KD came out on the fucking Achilles and dropped 12 points in like two fucking seconds on niggas, KD is a... Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tyler, go ahead. Um, I pretty much did mine the same way that Trail made it. Because I thought we were doing, like, just franchise-based. Um, definitely. Definitely putting um, OKC on, on there. I really did think that they was going to be that. that They should have been where the Warriors was. But, you know, stuff happens. Um. <laughs> Definitely put that Spurs team on there. I always, I just, I've just always been a, a big Spurs fan. Like even when I was a kid, I like when the, I, I like the Spurs teams. So you know the Spurs, they, they really kept they their dominance as far as like being a good team lasted a really long time. It was like over a decade, really. They've been good since they won their first championship in '99. So they never had a, a down year since that. Um, until now, but, um, Spurs, uh, yeah, Cleveland, once they, you know, got LeBron back after drafting Kyrie and everything and waited, came to the, um, got up out of Miami. Definitely got to throw, um, Miami and then the Warriors. Do we give the Bulls honorable mention? I was, that's how I was going to do my honorable mention. The Bulls mentions, will get honorable mention. Yeah, you, you have to give Bulls the honorable mention. Yeah. The Bulls, Clippers. Um, that Lakers 2010 team. That nah, Mavericks. No, no. Nah, nah. I hate to put you, that you Mavericks You can't put the Lakers in, in, in because it, that was the only good team in this decade until t- to this year. <laughs> that's why I put them in honorable mentions. Oh, okay. And another honorable mention would be that Mavericks team. You know, I hate that team with a passion because they just wasn't supposed to. Dirk was unstoppable that year, and that was it. And LeBron was didn't a man represent. 
He said, I'm, I have to get this one ring, and then I'm going to go sit at, at LeBron's expense. That's in the KD for us not making it sit down. We don't want to have that conversation before the podcast. Oh, yeah, because okay, so Oklahoma City came for their ass. They, <laughs> they should have. They could have beat them that first year, but, you know, they got to grow up a little bit more. But it didn't matter after that. They just, the, the, the Mavericks just became garbage after that. Hey, oh, another um, another thing we didn't mention in the um, the best moments in um in the last ten years for the NBA is LeBron and what was that Game Six facing elimination against Boston. Oh, that's an honorable mention. That is personally my favorite, but that was just that a game. Beauty. If you watch, if for anybody listening, if you watch that game live, you know what I'm talking about. Like that was one of the most dominant games I ever watched in my. Entire life watching basketball, like I've never seen nothing like that. What about uh, Steph Curry shot over KC? And that oh, yeah, that was, even though that was a regular 51, season yeah, game, didn't he have fifty one that game too? Yeah, and that so. was a regular season game. But gee, that was probably one of the most <laughs> disrespectful shots I've ever seen him. in my life. He was disrespectful <laughs> that entire game. That was the beginning of asshole Stephanie. Gee, that, thought, that was prime I thought, asshole, I thought asshole Steph. Steph Curry came from when he was giving goddamn Chris Paul pit pats every time he seen him. That was the beginning. <laughs> like, gee, that, look, gee, that seat joke, man. MVP Steph's run was wild. Like, I'm not going, like, I hate Steph, so I hate giving him credit. But, gee, some of the stuff he did during that era was just, like, outright, like, bro, I, I would fight you if you was from Chicago, G. <laughs> I would fight you. Like G, he wouldn't he wouldn't leave 87th Street, G. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't leave the YMCA. He wouldn't make it to the green line. Walking off thinking it's sweet. It'd be that way. But G, asshole Steph was a moment though. Like you had to see that live. I don't think that's one of those things that YouTube just wouldn't really give you the feel for when people just look at Steph Curry like during <laughs> 2015, 2016. Like that whole era, G. With twenty, especially yeah. if you saw him hit that shot live, you was like, I knew, him. Yeah. I knew as soon as he came. We was at court, work. We was at work, and everybody we could not watch the game, but everybody was watching the score because that game basically said who was going. It was a regular season game, yep. but that game was like who gonna make it to the final G, between those two teams, and then that nigga hit the shot. It was like I was like three seconds. I think Chris was like, Steph Curry going to hit that shot. And, but it was like 3.0. And then that score changed abruptly. And it was they, and it was. We was like, what the f***? And when we looked at the highlight, G, that Steph shot, Curry was just G. like, fuck it. He took like two, he took like two or three four steps dribbles. over half court and just pulled it. <laughs> four pulled dribbles and then chucked that bitch. Who does that? Who does <laughs> that? Wardell Curry. <laughs> That boy Wardell was different, G. Man. Oh, man. Like, I think geez. I won $5 off that game, too. I'm glad I ain't making no bets, because I think I made a bet that okay, see was going to win. I'm glad I ain't make that bet. I would have been heated. It'd be that way. <laughs> It'd definitely be that way, G, but... Those are de- that was definitely a moment, a time, G. That was a frustrating night for a frustrating year for whoever had to guard them. 
And that, no, those two years MVP step was frustrating for a lot of guards, especially Chris Paul. He had to see that nigga four times a season, plus playoff. <laughs> that nigga, man, look, Chris Paul was getting ran. That nigga, I remember that that moment he made Chris Paul do the split. And did you show me that gift of that nigga in black and white doing a split like six times, G, and Chris <laughs> Paul's face was right there. I was trying to be able to, Steph was wild. That and it took him like time. a year or two for them to get him back. And by the end, it didn't matter. And even then, it didn't <laughs> matter. Who cares? It, you didn't finish the job when it mattered two years in a row. Nigga, Steph Curry still owns that nigga soul from even last. Exactly. When that nigga KD barely even played, and Steph Curry sent them niggas packing. Exactly. That's what I mean. Now, I, he laughed that. That, I laughed at that game. He didn't that was score the only until time, the second half. That was the only time him. I actually rooted for the by the way. Is when they was going against the Rockets because I hated that Rockets. Yeah, I still was, don't like them. I still don't think that they're going to win. Nobody does. Currently but, constructed. Yeah, nobody does. That's why we don't know. Rockets is one of the biggest L's of this decade in terms of teams. Like they blew them. Straight. Now unless unless they, they can finesse Giannis to get over here, they not win the damn thing. Yeah, they ain't got no money to God darn. Get Andre Iguodala, let alone Giannis. Exactly. <laughs> they got two Supermaxes on their team. Mm. They still, man, they done. Gordon and Clint Capella's <laughs> contract. So, no. But that's an episode on that note. This was a definitely fun episode. Good way to end the year. Um, Happy New Year's to everybody, of course. Uh, definitely look forward to you guys listening to us next year, of course. Uh, episode probably be way before the year's. It's over with, of course. But uh, definitely follow us on Twitter at Threes for a Ring. Would be greatly appreciated, of course. Um, make sure you uh, like, subscribe, follow on whatever uh, podcast platform you listen to us on. It'd be greatly appreciated. And above all, share. Share, let people know that literally Daytra and Tyler think Tim Duncan deserves to be on the all decade team this year. It's cool. Over but. fucking Lamarcus Aldridge, yes. That's why he ain't on my list. <laughs> you notice that neither one of us put Dame in the list? Because <laughs> that nigga was all NBA once. He was all NBA first team once. Everybody on our list made the all NBA team. Probably suffered Manu Ginobili. But he blocked James Harden in crunch time. So, and he was look. washed at that point of his career, too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole different dialogue in itself. But uh, whatever platform you listen to us on, share, share, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Let your homies know. And if you want to join in on the conversation of what me and Daytrail do, just message us. Well, not message us, but tweet us. Plain and simple. Just tweet us. Even tweet me on my individual page at deepchris underscore chris underscore j. It'd be greatly appreciated. Because I will probably argue with you guys back. Datra might get literally. I posted what Datra said on the Twitter page just now about uh the Warriors Big Three being better than the freaking uh, Heat Big Three. I'm on, I yeah. want to see if people's going to react or not. I'm just curious if it will cause a shitstorm. It might. Who knows? We need hot takes like that. But if you're mad at us, share us your hot takes. We might say it's trash. I might say it's trash, especially if it's trash. Be that way sometimes. But hit us up. We want to hear from our fans. Especially those from Russia. Just curious. Uh, But thank you guys for listening. Happy New Year's. Happy Holidays. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. Don't freaking drink if you're under the age of 21. Please don't. It's not good. Um, And you may die. And we don't want that to happen. But um, be safe out here. Enjoy y'all New Year's. And peace. 
Ouvido Zen.